Hello and welcome back to On The Esky. Uh, we've got a bit of a new crew in today. Jimmy the Charman and the Ginger Ninja Steamer have uh, been otherwise engaged. But we do have Chris Pappas, the Pappy, back to join us. Until I fall asleep. <laughs> Until he falls asleep. Hopefully after uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Too much partying last take, night. Take bets on that. Uh, yeah, it was a good night last night. <laughs> uh, so, of course, myself, Sean, is back. And as well is Peppy after a hard day in the field mm. playing some cricket. Yeah, big big win by the M's, 309 on the board. Well done, boys. Nicely yeah. done. Got a nice little red nose there just in time <laughs> for the silly season. Mm. Rudolph. Hey. They call me Rudolph. So On the Esky uh, is a sports podcast where we will cover all the domestic and international sports big stories of the week. Uh, we will start off with the domestic sports and we'll go through the cricket, the NRL, the AFL and finish off with the Tri-Nations and the rugby. And then we'll go international to do wrap up the NFL for the week, a little bit of NBA news and the race in the F1 uh, and finish off with maybe a little bit of EPL at the end uh, with some boxing and uh, mixed martial arts thrown in as well. But I think we'll start off uh, locally with the cricket for the week. So what's the big stories, Peppy? Yeah, so uh, massive news obviously this week with David Warner and Will Pekowski getting ruled out of the test team. Uh, Warner and Pekowski, ooh, I didn't yeah, see that. Warner, I uh, thought he'd, he was likely to be his replacement. But yeah, yeah, so it looked like that and then there was about two overs left in the India A versus Australia oh. A game and <laughs> he got... Sunday. He got clocked on the on the lid, and he went. He was down for a little bit. Walked off on his own accord, uh, but there obviously Will's got a little bit of a concussion history, and yeah. uh, they've put a line through his name. And uh, Warner uh, is confirmed out with that groin strain. Yep. Uh, so Australia is going to be looking for some openers. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark uh, Marcus Harris been uh, pulled into the side. Yep. There's uh, some talk about. Sean Marsh, he's making some runs. He's 38 years old. He never you, goes away. You, <laughs> you can't sh- get rid of him. You shake your head. I I think it's a 50-50 chance that S. Marsh is opening uh, the batting uh, for Australia in the test match, which starts Thursday, yep. uh, broadcasting here Sunday evening in Australia. Um, that we've, I'll just run through the, the side quickly. Obviously, Tim Payne retains his captaincy. Yep. Uh, there's a few months left. I think it's April before Steve Smith could possibly take that back. Be interesting decision to see what they do uh, after the summer of cricket uh, if he does retain his captaincy's uh, spot. Yeah. Obviously, remind me to ask you about the captaincy in the T20 games because mm. it was interesting. I think the third one. Yeah, well, that's right. For Finch missed out, so yeah, and Smith can't do it uh, until April. Uh, Sean Abbott, Joe Burns, Pat Cummins, Cameron Green, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head. Manus Labushain. Loose bus change. Loose bus change. Uh, Nathan Lyon, Michael Nisa, James Pattinson, Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, Mitch Swepson, Matthew Wade. Um, so we've, we've ruined Papacy with loose bus change. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard that one, have you? <laughs> it's just funny every time. It's, it's, it's pretty good. He's actually, I think he's ranked third in uh, Test Match Cricket by the ICC rankings, so it's really coming along really oh, nicely. Well recently, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see who they go out of that. I think that's 14 there. Um, 15 by my quick count. But 15 yeah, by good. your, by your count. Down to 11. Joe Burns can't buy a run at the moment, and he's been nah. dismissed very cheaply uh, for Australia A and Queensland before that. Um, yeah. It, it, but he, he's sort of incumbent. Yeah, yes and no. Because oh, oh, yeah. it was Warner be, and him last series, last 
Yeah, it was, a long, it was a long time ago since yeah. that last test, nearly 12 months. But, uh, yeah, I do believe uh, it was Warner and Burns. But on form, I don't know if they can pick him. No. Because what did he get in the the, the Australia A versus India A game? I, I think he's got naught, not much, and naught. Yeah. So, not what you want going into the test series. Mm, so, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what happens if they do give what, Joe a gig or if... Maybe Sean Marsh gets a obviously. Would, would they bring someone like Labuschagne up and then put Green in there? Possibly. I don't think Labuschagne is a test opener. Yeah. That's my personal thoughts. Um, but yeah, a lot of speculation as to how that team uh, comes out. We'll obviously know via the next podcast. The first mm-hmm. test is to get away on uh, Thursday, seventeenth. Um, yeah, probably as much as we'll speculate on that team for now. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited, obviously. Uh, Coley probably only going to play one or two. He's going to yep. zip on back to India for the birth of his first child. They and don't let that don't let that be uh, confidence because Pujara, Rahane, uh, they've got some really nice Test batsmen, and there's no reason without Coley that they could. Couldn't beat us mm. on our own home soil, so it, it shapes up to be a nice test match. Yeah, they've series. all been in form with how they've played in the the one days in the T Twenty. Like yeah, for sure, they've all been hitting good runs. Yes, sure. test cricket is different, but very yeah, very different. But yeah, with Shikhar Darwin, he'll he'll come back. He's he's yeah. elite at the top of the order there, and yeah, Pujara is an absolute brick wall. Yep. Yeah, it'll be a great test series. Uh, we sh- should probably have a chat about the T Twenties. Yep. Uh, so the second game, uh, they. Left uh, Canberra, they went back up to Sydney. Uh, Australia made 194, great score. India chased it down with two wickets to spare. Mm-hmm. Matty Wade had a good knock at the top of the order for the Aussies. He had 58 of 32. Steve Smith finally got going in the T20s. Uh, he had 46 of 38. That uh, Nada Rajan, I think he he bowled the most Yorkers in the IPL by a lot. Like, yeah. I think he was like 40 balls ahead of the next bloke. So if you can specialise in it, it's, it's, yeah. it's a weapon in T20. He's a really good short-form bowler. So he had two for 20. And that's good. Off I'm his sh- four. Oh yeah, off yeah. four, that's off good. Off his four. And uh, Shikha Darwin had 52 off 36. Hardik Pandya, I tell you what, he can hit a ball. Yeah. He He's really good. Uh, he had a quick fire is 42. It, is this the one where they brought him out the bat? Like he had, yeah, yeah. He started with one bat and it didn't go too well, and they brought out some other new. So I think for they've him. done that for him all his. All, I don't know why he just doesn't start with the yeah. with the big one, but yeah, pretty much he calls it, uh, you know, for the the big the, bat the big, or the big dong, whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, it seems to hit him pretty well after that comes out. Psychological uh, starts yeah. off with this one is like, nah, nah, you're useless. I can take you on the big one. Possibly, possibly it's a psychological thing. Possibly it's a bit more girth at the end of that bat. Uh, Sometimes you just need a bit more girth. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, he he's really really nice at the in the middle order there for the Indians. He had a quick fire of forty two. Mitch Schwepson, the best of the Aussies, he had one for twenty five of his four. Mm-hmm. India win that game, so pushes it through to a dead rubber. Uh, it was actually Australia win this game, and it was India's first twenty twenty loss for the calendar year. So what what was their streak? What did it end up being? I think they got ten. They did get double digits. Yeah, I, I thought it was got, ten. I think they got ten, which is no mean feat. No. Somehow they're still third in the ICC rankings. Don't ask me how that works. Um, it must go further back than yeah. 
I thought well, India would probably win months. this with you know Australia only getting 186. Like they've they chased that down easy enough in the first two. But yeah, yeah. I, I suppose Swepson got a lot of a few good wickets. Um, so yeah, that helps. Mitch Swepson's really nice at the short format. Mm. Um, Matt Wade again on fire. He had 80 yeah. uh, opening the batting and, and the captain for this game. Yes, so uh, Aaron Finch out. Uh, Steve Smith can't be captain, so Matthew Wade gets his first gig as the Australian captain of the 2020 side. Um, and, and there was some talk about him possibly missing out on the test side, but he's kind of hit a bit of a run of form with the bat. Yeah. But T20 different. Yeah, can you compare T20 to test match form? I think not. But obviously, at the short format, Matthew Wade's an absolute gun. Like he, but he, if he's batting six, I guess he probably wanted just to hang around. But you know, if he needs some quick runs, he's it, it would be very interesting. I think a lot of it will have to do with if they want to blood Cameron Green if he's yeah, available. Yeah, true, true. Um, well, we're going to find out during the week. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, by the way, he's been in some pretty sneaky good form. Mm-hmm. He had fifty four of thirty six. And uh, Natarajan and Washington Sundar, the best of the bowlers for the Indians. Uh, did you see Steve Smith's drop on Coley? I did. It was out in the deep and didn't it just... It was a chess mark. Yeah, it yeah, was, should, have, should have taken yeah, it. Yeah, he, he swallows that 99 times out of 100, maybe 99.9 times out of yeah. 100. I do... The only thing I think is has, you know, corona and a lack of cricket played some sort of effect in the fielding. The Indians have been very ordinary in the field uh, this series. Uh, possibly something to consider. Yeah, but they would have come straight off the, the IPL, so you would have thought they've at least been playing mm. some form of cricket. Yeah, you'd there. think. Yeah, you'd think. But, um, yeah, again, fielding and that's maybe, well, C20 game, so you would have thought that they would have been doing some sort of fielding stuff, unless they're just focusing on batting and bowling and fielding is very much the third in the T20. I could imagine uh, down at, at training how it goes, probably Virat or Steve Smith saying, yeah, fuck off, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not catching <laughs> balls. But, you know. And then, like, it, it could be more of a mental thing because the stamina, the mental stamina required for, you know, just paying attention, even in a short format game, is completely different in training mm. where you get to, you know, have a bit of a joke around with the boys um, yeah. while you're there. Whereas, you know, maybe it's the focus mm. um, coming into the game, perhaps. Oh, I bet you he'd be his hardest critic. Oh, he yeah. is. He yeah, is his so. hardest critic, and he, he was very disappointed himself uh, putting that one down. In the end, like, Coley did get a massive score, but they still won. So. They did still win. Didn't cost them that much in the end. Just an interesting note I thought to pick up on. Uh, you know, has Something it, to watch out for fielding-wise in the Test Series. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Because there's a lot more fielding involved in a Test match. You're out there a lot longer. Obviously, uh, moving on, the Big Bash has kicked off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're four games deep, I think, with one underway now. Uh, in game one, the Hobart Hurricanes dispatched of the Sydney Sixers by about 12 runs. This Tim David, he he mm. uh, he top scored for the Canes. He's actually a Singapore international. Yeah. Uh, so he's played uh, international cricket for Singapore. Um, not sure who else <laughs> who else plays for Singapore, how they go. Uh, and James Vince uh, made a few runs for the Sixers. The Canes ended up winning that reasonably comfortably. Uh, in game two, the Stars beat the Brisbane Heat in a very low-scoring affair here in Canberra. Uh, Nathan coulton had a career best four for ten. Yeah, that's good. Uh, they got Chris Lynn early and Bryant and the just Brisbane 
didn't really look like they were uh, ready for the challenge, and Melbourne Stars ended up winning that pretty comfortably. They had to back up less than 24 hours later, mm-hmm. uh, so a bit of a double header at Monica on Saturday. Uh, the Stars won that one against the Sydney Thunder. Uh, Marcus Stoyan has smashed a quick 61. And uh, Adam Zampa had two for ten off his four overs. And young Liam Hatcher, the big redhead out of uh, the New South Wales camp, he had three for 28. He might be someone to keep an eye on in the most it's recent. a good start for the Stars there too. Yeah, two and oh, yeah. So obviously every game is crucial in the Big Bash. The Stars have put themselves in a really good position. And uh, in yesterday's evening game, uh, the Melbourne Renegades got uh, easily over the Perth Scorchers. Bowled him out for 130. Yeah, that's a low total. Josh Laylaw and Kane Richardson had three each. Sean Marsh has jumped over from the West. He's at the Renegades. He had a 62 off about 40-odd, opening the batting, and the Renegades did it very easily. Yeah. Uh, Sean Marsh getting around with the A-frame, so. <laughs> yeah, I think, he's, I think he's 38. Uh, so he's obviously getting on. Uh from what I've seen out of opening batsmen or top-order batsmen, you can play well into your 40s in this game. True. be very interesting to see if he's wearing a baggy green come Thursday. I just For Australia, I think he just collapses a bit too much in the, the order. Like He's definitely had his good good moments, but I just don't think he's consistent enough. People are quick to criticise. I think <laughs> if we get up his numbers and especially how, he's, good gone, numbers. how he's gone in India and England, he's done really well. Time, time will tell. What do you think about these new rules? There's obviously three. So we've got the bash boost, which is uh, you win a competition point if you win the first 10 overs. Yeah, I'd say the bash boost is probably one of those things that you'll notice maybe more towards the end of the season. Yeah. At the moment, it's like, yeah, it's just an extra point, but it may be a bigger point and big difference when you're getting towards like, are we going to make the finals or how far are we away? Um, all those kind of mathematical scenarios to get into the final. Do you think it's strange the way they did it going if you win the first 10 overs? I thought there might have been something to do with how well you win the game. You know, say say you win by 50 runs or you win by nine wickets or something. Maybe the, maybe there's Yeah, it's kind of odd because it kind of, one, say if you start really well and then you collapse. Correct. It still, it still rewards you for, you know, your first 10, like you're playing well, but you haven't completed the game, so... You've still had your collapse, so it's, it's hard it, to say. It's going to be weird. I think yeah, this could have been something that's introduced more for the uh, for the fans, really. Mm. Having something like an incentive for the teams to like go out there and have at it straight away. Big Bash is already kind of like that compared to your um, longer matches, but I think that it's probably something that's focused more towards entertainment value mm. than, yeah. uh, than actual gameplay because it's kind of weird. No other sport says, hey, if you win the first quarter, um, we'll give you an extra point on the ladder. Well, the only other sport I can kind of think of that does bonus points, sort of similar to this, is the rugby union, where they yeah, do they bonus do. points for how many points you score yeah. and the tries. And there's Total an incentive, incentive yeah. there, there's yeah, incentive yeah if you it. score a number of tries. I think it's four tries or but if you get over a certain amount yeah, of points. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's helped the viewership overly too much. But that's probably a bigger problem with that sport. So. Correct. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's, a, it's a different reward set up though because that's a cumulative yeah. thing at the end of the game true um, mm. rather than like I mean you could lose every single game but still get a point for every like if you just go out there boys let's uh let's yeah. win a point and uh then just have some beers so does does it work it's as team I could get around <laughs> so uh, just clarify this do you get could you possibly get two points so you win is it 
one point no. available in each innings. No, so you you get the points for winning the game. Yeah, so, which I believe is is two, mm-hmm. and you get the extra one for winning the first ten overs. So in the first innings, not the second. Uh, either or. So so it just so, it's just your score after your ten overs uh, versus, versus their, ten. Okay, their okay. score yep. after yep. their ten overs. Yep. I get it now. It makes <laughs> way more sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it wasn't necessary, probably not. It does. It adds another dynamic. Yeah, I think very much like the Super Rugby, it kind of makes you know way more sense as you're trying to work out, say, the top eight. Like mm. um, you're just like, oh, we got to win this game, but we also got to score four tries, so we're going to have to try. Like it works more on rugby because you know there's less penalty goals, mm. <laughs> makes it more entertaining. Exactly, they're going to try and score more points. So, and and. Do the players think about it? Do they run at a message, you know, at the end of the ninth over? It's like, hey, you got to saying, hey, we need, we need 14 off this over to get that point. Uh, you know, that's I suppose that's the only impact for the players is thinking about that at, so the, I don't, at the time. So that's kind of my thinking. I don't think it's really impacted it yet. Let's see what happens towards the back end of the season. I like it. Uh, the next rule that's coming to play uh, this big bash is the power surge. So the first four overs uh, are the is like the old power play that used to go for six overs, yep. two out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Then after that, uh, the batting team gets to choose the next two overs, which obviously would have been the fifth and sixth overs uh, according to the old rules. Yep. I, to be honest, I don't mind this one. Yep. I, don't, I don't mind this one. Where, where it, have they been using these mostly? Towards the end of the match? Or towards the end yeah, or sometimes if you've got two guys that are in, you might a use hot, them on yeah. 12th and 13th over. Yeah, th- this is probably out of the new rules, the one that I gravitate to most. Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't mind it. It puts a little bit of power back in the in the batting team's favour. Like you're saying, instead of having just all up front six, you can go, well, yeah, now I can pick, you know, where my team's probably performing the best, where we can probably maybe double our points a little bit. Or yeah. Do, you know, get more runs. For sure, for sure. Out of the new rules, I think I, I, I tend to like this one the most. Mm. The last one's the X Factor. It's uh, you, you pick 13 blokes at the start of the game. You can sub in one of them at uh, after 10 overs yeah. through the first innings. Hasn't come into effect just yet. Uh, it's kind of hard because you'd think you, you're X Factor dude. Why is he not year 11? Correct, <laughs> so, yeah. It's and, like, unless you've got like a super specialist that's really, really good at one thing. Well, it reminds me of baseball's designated hitter type yeah, type yeah. thing, but so yeah, yeah, I get the concept. Like, hey, I yeah, I get the concept, but I feel like if you're any good at cricket, you'd be in that first eleven. Yeah. If you like, if you say, hey, this is a like you say a hitter, these guys are going to hit sixes. He's probably in your eleven. Like, yeah. you probably want him out there hitting sixes throughout early in the match. So. Sam, seems like a bit of a garbage rule to me. It'd be very interesting to see if anyone uses that uh, to effect. Uh, time will tell, I but guess. It'd be interesting because. The bowling side, the spinners, I think, are usually the most efficient in T20. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you have can, can he bowl? I don't know because I you play two spinners and then you bring in your third one, so you play three spinners. <laughs> yes, yeah. and then you. But then he's got a bat, I think. True. So if you do so, yeah. I think this is an odd rule. I don't. Think, I can't really see the benefit. Why do you use this one? Be interested to see if anyone can get on top of that. Uh, that's about it out of the cricket news this week. Uh, we'll yeah. obviously keep a close eye on the big bash. And that rule only really makes sense if you've got like 12 dudes that should be in your starting 11. Like you've got an extra dude that, you know, depending on matchup, you roll in. But I don't think the amount we'll, of names and the amount of guys playing cricket. We'll wait moments, and see. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Anyway. Um, next week we'll have some test uh, mm-hmm. news for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously we'll be... Depending on when the, we do it, d- what d- day? Depending yeah. on broadcast, probably halfway through the test. Yep. Can't wait. 
bit of test cricket. Mm-hmm. The Aussies haven't played a test match since the Sydney test of last season. So nearly 12 months between drinks. Can't wait. Yeah, Fight up. Interesting to see how rusty they are. Mm. Hopefully they come out firing, but we'll see. We'll chat about it in a week. Moving on to the National Rugby League. Sean, what happened with Tom Starling? Hard to say. Um, from what I understand of the story, um, him and some other young blokes uh, were at a bar having a couple of drinks. Uh, one of them, not Tom Starling, uh, is getting escorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, not overly happy with it. I think the police were involved by that point, helping escort the young gentleman out. Um, I'm not sure why they kind of got involved and say, hey, you can't escort him out. Um, but uh, Mille, Amar, no, Mille has, <laughs> has erupted and they've ended up fighting a couple of, a couple of police officers. Um, from all accounts, it seems like they got flogged. <laughs> Just had a picture of him. Yeah, Tom Starling has a couple of shiners and cut up all over the face. Like, yeah. Got yeah, touched up. Definitely got touched up. He's not the biggest bloke in the world either. Mm. So um, it's not like he was put, had Papali with him or he, <laughs> Papali was fighting some police officers. Um, yes, the smallest guy in the rugby league. Um, but, yeah, I think it's with, uh, you know, the integrity unit for the NRL is going to look into it. I haven't really heard anything updates of uh, assault charges and things like that, but assaulting police officers is pretty bad. Um, and for Tom Starling, it's kind of he was probably looking for a bench spot, maybe depending with Josh Hodgson mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. into the squad next year, where he's going to fit in, and they probably start preseason training um, in the new year. So they're going to go back. Fairly, well, some of the clubs are already back, so it wouldn't surprise me if a few of them are already in in training. So yeah. It hurts. Um, obviously, not our position to speculate as to what happened on the night. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a big too much liquid courage. They thought they could take some police yeah, officers so, by yeah, sound. possibly, possibly very dumb. We'll keep an eye on uh, what happens in yeah. that. If uh, the just go ask your mate Curtis Scott how this went. <laughs> well, it went okay. It went okay for Curtis because it seems like he didn't do too much. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't, I don't think Curtis enjoyed being tasered and pepper sprayed. But no, no one does. <laughs> no one does. Anyways, yeah. Best wishes to Tom Starling. Uh, whatever comes out of this one, just be smarter. Yeah, <laughs> let's do go. Better. Do better. Be do smarter. Better. That's probably all we should speculate on that one. Yeah. Josh Reynolds. Has yeah, he, so has he put the pen to paper? I believe so, that he's heading to the Super League. Um, West Tigers, of course, don't want him. Uh, I think the Tigers are trying to cut a bit of money as well at the stage. So looks like he's got a fairly decent contract to go to the Super League. I think Benji was offered... You know team? I want to say hold, but I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, Benji was offered, of course, ridiculous money to go over there, but I think he's turned that all down because mm-hmm. he wants to stay in Australia and play, play here. But... I uh, don't think any clubs are very much looking at him for any role, considering his age and where he fits in. But, yep, yep. you know, maybe one of the young clubs that need a veteran player to come along, maybe. But Benji wants to keep playing his career here, but he's just not getting any good offers. You watch Josh Reynolds absolutely kill it in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. it, it, well, Jack Hastings went over there and he'd only played one one and a half years of yeah. top-level NRL, and he's gone over there and had a great season for the yeah, Super Yeah, it seems League. to be that guys that are sort of fringe here, they go over there and absolutely carve it up. So hopefully uh, Joshy Reynolds can do that. Former Origin-winning uh, half. Yeah, only, he, what, four years ago? Yeah, not, yeah, 15, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon 2015, five years ago. Um, so wishing him all the best over there on that rainy little island. Hopefully he does well. 
What's going on with Albert Kelly? So we kind of mentioned that he'd re-signed with Brisbane and had been in Brisbane's training of the last week. Um, but I think he's – because he's coming back from the Super League, he had to quarantine for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, a little bit too fat. So they've – Gonna you go can say that more delicately, <laughs> can't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, packed on a few he, extra kilos. He's above his optimal playing weight. Yes. Is in bulking stage? Yes, yes. Nothing uh, 2020's done that to a lot of people, okay. myself included. So My hand is also raised. <laughs> so it looks like he'll go back and play for the feeder club for Brisbane, which I believe is South Logan. Right. So try to get in a bit more match fitness with those boys. I'm not sure if they'll be playing games or not mm-hmm. um, in the new year, but that sounds kind of what, like what's going to happen. What's going on with the GOAT? Oh, hard to say because um, I think all the big media outlets were reporting this as Cameron Smith retires, uh, but very much the owner of the Storm had come out and said, oh, we think I think Cameron Smith has done. He's going to retire because mm-hmm. um, he's already looking to move back to Queensland. I think he's already bought a place mm-hmm. um, up in either Sunshine Coast or around kind of that area, a nice place. Uh, so thinking about he may be retiring, but then there's other... Maybe he's doing a year with the Titans. Yeah, well, there's also, you know, the talk about he may do one more year with Craig and then they're both going to retire together and go off into the sunset. Sounds or, a bit gay. Yes. Um, it's almost like he went to a glory hole. <laughs> Kurt Capel is not coming into the conversation just yet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or or later, for that matter. Yeah. But then there's talk about Brisbane are chasing uh, Brendan Smith and if Cameron's available, they want to chase Cameron Smith too. So Why would they go after two hookers? Great question. Whoever's mm. available. I guess. Tell you what, the cheese, he's, he's had a really nice year mm. um, for Melbourne. So. But the other thing is uh, McCulloch was on loan to Newcastle, so he actually comes back to Brisbane. Ah, I didn't know that. Neither did I until I heard about this. Like, oh, he's actually was loaned out to them. He's a handy football player. Yeah, he, a little bit. I don't know why they didn't bring him. A little back. bit of a quiet year, but because they had Isaac Luke there, and I was like, mm. Mm, Isaac Luke's kind of fallen out of favour, really. Mm-hmm. So interesting, yeah. And the other Brisbane news that I had, considering we were talking about Brisbane, is um, our mate David Stoko, uh, Corey Gates, is going to move. Look and, like, look, look like. like, yeah, much more athletic <laughs> and taller. And uh, taller and, and better, better looking. coordinated, yeah, and, uh, the whole lot. Just pretty much like a better person, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we should probably apologise to Corey Oates to the fact that he looks like David Stoker. And right? I'm going to apologise to David Stoker for really hanging out to dry <laughs> to our 28 listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he looks like they're going to officially try to move him into the second round. He's got the body to do that. Mm. I, I think he'll... That's the way he wants to play. I think he'll uh, adjust fine to that. We'll see, we'll see how he goes. What's going on with these rules? Because there is a lot to take in. Yes, yes. So I've, I've kind of reorganised this because the, the last one's probably the, the most interesting, but we'll run through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new rule changes for next year, for next year's season. Just eight. Um, yeah, just eight. And Volanders, I think, very much trying to push, um, you know, so, um, kind of what they did with this year. Let's try some things, uh, try to improve the game and... We could say a lot of the things they did this year rule-wise uh, really helped and really did improve it. Um, I don't think there's any talk about whether they're going back to two refs or one ref at the moment, but that is still floating out there. My personal opinion, I really liked it this year with one ref. Yeah. One ref just flows. The six again and kind of works. And I kind of think these rules emphasise maybe that direction. Mm-hmm. So they're probably hoping everyone forgets about the two refs and they'll keep going. Mm-hmm. 
but the first one, so if the play or if the ball or a player carrying the ball goes over the sideline, play will be restarted via play the ball instead of rather than a scrum. Makes sense. Just cuts it. Of course, they're trying to get rid of the scrum. Yep. Speed it up. Don't mind that. Don't yeah. mind that. Not a massive change to the yeah. flow of the game. Obviously, the scrum is getting shown the door. Yes, yes. Um, and that is a quiet way of introducing that. Yeah. Don't mind that. Don't think it will affect the game that much. No. Moving on. Uh, players who break the 10-metre offside rule will give away six more tackles as opposed to a penalty, which I think is fair because inside the 10 was very much a penalty mm. this year and it kind of, you know, after the six again rule change – uh, you could see the difference of like when they had a um, a ruck infringement, they kept playing and they kept the flow. But as soon as they were ten, inside the ten penalty, it's like oh, slowed it down. Like you could see the clear difference there. This so, this will make a difference. Yeah, this, I think it'll like it's definitely what, speed probably up. the most penalised. Like it's a m- most common infringement. Yep. Uh, so obviously adding another tackle on top of that. Um, I, and I'd say a lot of teams will probably give away a lot of these. Yeah, I'd say because so. I think they they might be like. They'll, they'll take the, the six again. Yep. Especially if you're very deep and like you're maybe struggling to get guys back on side. Yeah, you just we'll take we'll take the six again and then hopefully recover in the next six. Don't mind. You, you're saving 40 metres essentially. Yeah. Way, Don't mind so. this as a rule. Yeah. But it keeps the flow going. So players will be penalised for leaving a scrum early before the referee calls break. I already thought this was a penalty. So. I really like this. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I do think it's like it's meant to be a penalty, but they haven't really, they don't really policed it. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's something that guys do, especially if they're you know just sort of pretending that they've got their head in there as a lock, and they pretty yeah. much ready to take it to yeah. make and them tackle. The big I, one, I like I, this. The big one I've kind of cracked down on is the fullback who goes in as the the last guy. Yeah, and then he. Gets out really early and then tries to get a cross back into position. Yep. No, I like so, this as a rule. Um, but I don't kind of don't get this one with if you're trying to remove scrums, why out of penalty that they can make kind of make scrums better. Anyway, maybe they're not trying to remove <laughs> scrums. Yeah, maybe they're trying to tweak it a bit and say, hey, we're going to improve the scrums a little bit and we'll take a few away, and then we'll see how these go. Then we might put some more back. Maybe in they're thinking we just want this game to be more like rugby union. They're really kicking <laughs> goals. Uh, we're really enjoying those fifteen old games. <laughs> So the next one was teams will not lose their one captain's challenge uh, when a video referee reviews inc- inconclusive uh, and this, stays stays with the score. I think that's... I, I don't really understand what this is because you'll have far more challenges uh, if it's something that's kind of contested. Then it's like, well, why wouldn't you challenge? Yeah. Because you're not losing... the. The risk is very low for losing a challenge like this. I don't. I'm not yeah, convinced it, about this rule, and it doesn't really read real cl- clear either. Because um, if it's inconsistent, then you're saying, "Well, it's refs call and it's with the ref and how the ref called it." So it's just sticking with it. So mm. technically, you you as the team challenging it, you want them to overturn it and change it to something else than what they decided. Uh, so, oh, what that to me sounds like a you've lost because they're not going to change the decision. Yeah. Uh, it will be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. I, it's one of those ones that, like, I get what they're trying to do, but I don't understand how that works in yeah. reality. I hope it's not too too judgmental either. Mm. Like, I know the the, the bunker guys are very much like, uh, inconclusive, we've got nothing, stick with the refs. I don't know how the refs are going to police the, the challenge. inconclusive compared yeah. to just, you know, it being called on the field? Conclusive. Yeah, because I can still imagine Cameron Smith coming up to the, to the refs and go, "Oh, that w- so we keep our captain's challenge? Did we lose it? How's that? 
you know, trying to getting them to um, coordinate and maintain, like, how, how's mm. the challenging all work? I just think it adds an extra element that you need to worry about. Yeah. If you challenge something and it doesn't go your way, you lose. Yeah. That's the way I think of it. Mm. Incl- inconclusive or not. Yeah. Uh, incorrect play the ball. Yeah. So incorrect play the ball results in a handover of possession to the other team. Uh, I thought this was already a penalty like this. Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a handover now rather than a penalty. So Yeah, I guess that's fair. You can't kick for touch, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, uh, if you don't play it square or you don't put your foot on it and mm. whatever, like it's – oh, not don't play it straight, sorry, not square. Um, yeah, instead of it being a penalty where you then gain an advantage and, like you say, kick, just turn mm. it over there. Yeah, I guess that's probably fair. That's the only way I've interpreted that because obviously incorrect play the ball was a penalty. Yeah. Uh, according to the old rules, so maybe uh, it's just a turnover now rather than a penalty. Yeah. So then the next one, the bunker will review replays after the referee awards an on-field try and a conversion cannot be taken without the video referees given the green light. It's like an NFL move, all scoring plays to be reviewed. I think they've just copied, they've gone NFL rules, guidelines, we'll copy yeah, that one. Yeah, copy, paste, control, V. It works. It works in the NFL. Just don't, hopefully they don't fuck around. That's all I've got to, yeah. yeah. The NFL does it really well with how they probably do. They do their replays really, really well. Mm. They also have a fuckload of cameras and all the angles that you could imagine. They're way more efficient compared to the Australian sports with their replays currently. Yeah. I hope that Australia's uh, sports uh, take the lead and really amp that up. It's probably because of the tech, so we should be able to keep up. They've probably had, what, probably another 10, 20 years ahead of what Australian teams, Australian sports had replay-wise for using it and implementing it, but... Even still, you'd think we want to see the bunker be efficient. You know, the score, there's what, a minute turnaround from the guys setting it up, mm-hmm. celebration setting it up, that, you know, they could go through it and have a quick look at it. Yeah, and in the time that it takes for, you know, blood to tear up the conversion anyway, they should have that time yeah. as it stands to review it. I don't mind it as a rule, just I'm a little bit worried about the slowing down of the game. Well, because, again, using the NFL comparison, they do a quick check. And then they go, oh, oh, hang on, there's something here, we need to review it. And then that's mm. usually where they, they take a TV timeout and they yep. spend an extra minute or two to actually review it. So whether they do something like that, that seems to work really well in the NFL, but uh, again, it's, a, you know, like you say, a different kind of sport and it flows yep. differently. Not the worst rule. Hopefully uh, when it's implemented doesn't slow things down too much. This next one, I really like. Yeah. A player must be taken off the field for at least two minutes if a trainer... Ask the referee to stop play because of an injury. I really, really like that one. Yeah. Um, so essentially it's going to stop guys milking. Kills the red dog. <laughs> yeah, the red, the red dog's gone. Uh, so pretty much if someone goes down and they're just trying to slow the game down by yeah. perhaps yeah. having cramp, it. Cramp, cramp. Oh, I'm not going to point any fingers but say maybe, maybe they had an injury, maybe they didn't. Yeah. Most likely they didn't. It's going to take that out of the game. If you go down, you got to go off. I I, I like this. Yeah. I, I think it's really good for the game. Again, they've just scrolled up the NFL play <laughs> rules book and gone, oh, you must sit out a play if you go down injured. All right, how'd you go? Perfect. Well, yeah. two two minutes as well. Does, it counts as a substitution? It's, it's a bit – well, two minutes is a long time. So, yeah, so Well, I, I don't think it counts as a substitution. It's more oh, – if Well, yeah, if they substitute. They, they probably – Get a black off, you sit on, stand on the sideline for two minutes, get checked out, and then they send you back out there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I like that. That's my favourite of the new rules to be yeah. implemented. It'd be interesting to say they take you off for your two minutes and in that two minutes they're like, oh, he can't go. So then do they charge you that substitution? Um, 
It'll be interesting to see how that, that works out. How come, yeah. I like the intent, though. That's It's yeah. a nice intent. Yeah. But the last one, the big one. Probably the biggest. Yeah. Field yeah. goals, usually worth one point, will now be worth two points if taken from more than 40 metres out. How many field goals get nailed from outside 40? Not that many. Not many. I can remember like 10 years ago, Todd Carney hit like a 44-metre one. Like Sean, it's, it's, Sean Timmons nailed one on yeah. off his left boot to get New South Wales uh, origin win probably 15 years ago. Yeah, it's usually they try to get in that 20-metre range and then kick it from there. Like they don't try out 40s a long way. So they don't try it very much. If it's worth two points, do they try it more? What's the rule on uh, – is it a change of possession if they miss? Yes. Yeah, so if it if it goes dead, it's a 20-metre tap, seven tackles. Yeah. If it falls short, it's just like a regular Live, kick. Yeah. I, I don't see this coming into play – that much because it's a pretty risky thing to do. It'll come into play towards the end of the game or maybe the end of the half. That's what yeah. I'm thinking, Pap. It's not the end of the game. It's the end of the half. Yeah. I think if you if you can have a ping, you know, when you could have just put a bomb up or whatever, I, I don't think it's going to change the dynamic of the end of the game that much. I think the end of the half might change a little mm. bit. Yeah. There might be a few Steph Currys trying to nail <laughs> a nail a half halfway shot before the buzzer, before the end of the half. Yeah, I think the only risk with this, and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, maybe in the future you'll get some guys, absolute sharpshooter, but you could technically control the ball for the entire game. You could get it up. You, yeah, if you get the two. kick it, yeah, you nail two, you get the ball back. Take it down there, nail another two, go back. Dear nail God. <laughs> exactly. Kickers are people too. It's going yeah. to be rugby it's, union. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, oh, close to AFL almost. Yeah. But you could uh, theoretically have 100% of the <laughs> I feel sick. if you did that. But I, I, don't think, I don't think anyone at the – has that skill kind of in the league at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, maybe in 10 years' time you have that bloke that can just nail 40-yard field goals all the time and then you're in that situation. Very interesting rule change. Yeah. Uh, probably my least favourite out of yeah. the new rules. Yes. And I don't think this affects golden point too much. It's probably the one thing they didn't address with this. But golden point is very much field goal fest. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if they – again – Go have a look at that NFL rule book and go, uh, let's go try first. If you don't score a try, then you go to the field goals. Like give that 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 you know first possession, you need to score a try kind of thing. Go go that way. See if you can work out that rule. Because you have Peter Valandis in your contacts, <laughs> maybe you just give him a call, let him know. Because I think that's the big, probably the biggest issue with golden points, is it's usually just everyone just field goal fest. Field yeah. goals. And then we yeah. had, you know, the games that ended in draws this year. Were blokes that had six or seven attempts at field goals mm. in that ten minutes, and like it was just—I don't want to say it's dreadful, but it's kind of just like, oh my god, they, yeah, this is kind of useless. It's kind of fun to watch, though. Yeah, but it's just—you know—whether you—I don't know how you work in the golden try bit, but you try because tries are what you're after. So the NFL realizes like we don't need one field goals; we want people scoring touchdowns. So people yeah, pay for touchdowns. If you were to pilfer their rules, you go try ends the game. Yep. Um, and then what you say, penalty goal or field goal, you get it. Yeah, one, the other, the other set, te- exactly. The other team back. gets a gets it back to then score their field goal to equivalent, or if they score a try, they win. Be very interesting because I think that again makes it more interesting than trying pot shots for field goals for ten minutes. Yeah, Verlandis, if you're listening, uh, you can change the rules, and we'll just take sixty uh, percent of the new profits. Thank you. So that wraps up our news for this week in the NRL. Um, 
we didn't want to go too much into the glory hole, but that's out there. It's another story. You can look it up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to the AFL. He didn't know. He and didn't know. Uh, the only real big news out of the AFL was the AFL draft was mm. on Wednesday night. I don't um, think we'll run through all of these picks. Nah, I've kind of just picked out, well, we've got the first round here. Let's think, go to the top ten. Yeah, I, well, I think the big story, and I, Mickey covered it pretty well, was the doggies moving up into one with the um, academy talent, or I can't remember the exact word for Some it. Some kind of dodgy rule. Yeah, but they essentially bid for it, and the doggies had a bunch of bunch of uh, extra picks and power that they got um, as part of their wheel and dealing in the offseason, so they matched the Crows' bid of the – Number one, so they, of course, um, got that pick. And you having a crack at the name? <laughs> no, you can have a go, mate. Jamara Hagen. Yeah. Uh, Buddy 2.0 is what they're talking that's about. That's what they're so. saying. That's what they're saying. First Indigenous fella to go uh, number one pick since 1999. Uh, the dogs, they could use big key forward. Mm-hmm. Hard to have an immediate impact, you'd think. As an 18, 19-year-old coming yeah. in as a key forward. You think of like uh, how Cameron Rain has done, for example. Slow. Um, yeah, yeah, slow slow, slow start. Yeah. But got to build your body up. Got to get yeah, into Guys got to grow so. into their bodies. And, yeah, ma- massive for the Bulldogs to, you know, they've obviously done well out of the Trelaw deal. Uh, I think they'll be a real contender this year. The Sons of the West. Moving on to the second pick, the Adelaide Crows. Uh they stayed local. Yep. They got big Riley Philthorpe. He's 201 centimetres, mm-hmm. 98 kilos, 18-year-old. Yeah. Here you going? Hope he stays in Adelaide. I think that was kind of what they're after. Let's get someone who's kind of local that hopefully wants to stay with the club and not disappear. And if when you're that big when you're 18, he's only going to fill out. He may he may get taller. He's he's I he's you got him listed here as key forward. I've got a funny feeling he'll play ruck. Yeah. He could uh, easily put another 10 centimetres on. Possibly. Another two or three inches. Yeah, he two ten or something. When you're that big, when you're eighteen, it's when you're twenty one, twenty two, you're going to be scary. Yeah. Uh, North Melbourne, they take Will Phillips, uh, midfielder out of the Oakley Chargers. Mm-hmm. Sydney Swans take Logan McDonald, key forward out of Perth. Uh, big wraps around him, yeah, big yeah. body for an eighteen year old. The Swans also had the fifth pick. Mm-hmm. They take Braden Campbell. Uh, he's a midfielder out of the Swans Academy. Uh, Hawthorne takes Denver Granger Barris, key defender out of uh, Swans District, Perth. The Gold Coast, uh, they get Elijah Hollands. He was one of the most highly touted guys out of the draft. Obviously had that ACL injury to contend with uh, this year. He comes out of the Murray Bush Rangers. And then Essendon get picks 8, 9, 10. And they took a bit of a spread. They took Nick Cox, key defender out of uh, Northern Knights. Archie Perkins, he's a forward slash mid out of Sandringham Dragons. And Zach Reid, key defender out of Gippsland. That rounds out the top 10. Yeah, they really loaded up in, in this draft. You know, one of the rare ones that kind of did. I think GWS did, but they more after the 10. Yeah, so well, and I think a, some of that came out of the trade with Carlton and yeah. a bunch of trades. Getting 8, 9, 10, you'd hope that... Few of those blokes uh, can contribute to your endeavors yeah, on the field. Well, they they finished ninth, didn't they? They just, I think or, yeah, I think they come ninth. I, yeah, I, well, actually, no, we looked this up, and I think they ended up, they ended up like eleventh or something. They did fall back towards the end there. I think they were floating in ninth, and they yeah, lost it might have been ninth two weeks to go, yeah. and then they just addicted. But, but um, yeah, some maybe some raw talent to help 
push them over the edge in that eight, which is what we kind of talked about, I think, with the picks they had there. Indeed. This yeah. draft class will be very interesting, obviously, as we mentioned last week. No tack carp, no VFL, no Neefal. No nada. Yeah. I think there was Sandful. I think there was Sandful and Waffle. So so I think the only other really big story that came well, big story that came out of this was num- number 12 GWS um, where they took Tanner, mm-hmm. uh, who's from Geelong. Uh, did you have you guys seen his reaction to getting picked at twelve? No. Have you? Seen, I'll see if I can find a picture for it. Uh, was it enthusiastic or rage quitting? I put my money on rage quit. That's that's a picture of his face. That's the face he made basically for the five minutes after he got drafted. Okay. Uh, so no no emotion. Let's go with that. So everyone was thinking, uh, what was he? Was he? Um, uh, annoyed by the fact you know Victorian mm. G- play, played in in the Geelong area. Mm-hmm. That's where he's grown up, and now he's going to Sydney. Uh, so there is some talk that he less than impressed with where he was going. Mate, uh, he just got drafted by an AFL team. Like, yeah. So I, I don't know what's going through the kid's head, but so he, he's come out in the recent days and say it was basically shock. He's just like I didn't show any emotion because I was just in shock of where. I, you know, getting drafted and stuff like that. So, um, we'll see. Buy that, we'll see. I reckon that's a cover. Give, give me three years if he's still there, then yes. If not, uh, um, then yeah, he didn't want to be in GWS. He's not winning any uh, Academy Awards anytime soon, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that didn't help GWS's story because uh, not a lot of blokes want to be in GWS at the apparently, moment. Apparently. That'll do us, I think, for the AFL draft. Uh, obviously... A lot of guys got picked up. Uh, jump online if you want to catch up with all the latest in that. Yeah, because how many rounds do they do now? I was, I when I quickly scrolled through it, I was like, oh, there's four rounds of this. Yeah, there's a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's so a there's a lot of a lot of guys got picked. So yeah, what uh, happened with the rugby? Uh, so the note, um, not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I basically said the Wallabies were. I don't. The word I used was pitiful. Um, they did. Mm-hmm. Te- they did draw with Argentina a couple of weeks ago, and they went into this game saying, "Hey, we need to have a sh- good showing." Mm-hmm. They did score some tries in this. Uh, the Aussies had a shot and goal with sev- on the seventy eighth minute, so with two minutes to go to win the game from forty eight out. Um, the kicker, um, I think it's Hodge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Push that long distance. Yeah, long distance kicker. Yeah, long distance specialist pushes it right white. Uh, so, of course, they missed that and then they draw that game against Argentina. So, so New Zealand wraps up the... Yep, won it easy. Mm-hmm. And Aussie's probably back to the drawing board. I think they wanted to get more out of this game and probably play. should have played a bit better, but... You say back to the drawing board? Yes. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> um, but um, what was my final point going to be? You fucked me, Peppy. Must have been good. <laughs> um, man, I've had a complete mental blank now. Anyway, the Wallabies need to improve. I think it was going to be the main thing that they haven't they haven't done enough in this. They've kind of tried a few blokes out. Um, oh, that was going to be a point. They didn't. They drew. They drew in this game. They didn't. Could have played better. Uh, but I, you know, got a caveat. It was absolutely pouring rain during this game, so it's, that does make it a little bit hard to score points. Well done. Should we wrap up the week in sport? Australian sport yeah, and jump across the ditch? Week 13 of the NFL? Correct. 
Pappy, do you want to take on Monkey's role or do <laughs> Mate Oliver all, all over it, far away. Well, what was our first game there? Yeah, uh, the Browns. Uh, the Browns beating the Almighty Titans, and uh, the biggest thing that they've done well here. Um, was uh, keeping uh, Derek Henry low. Final score was 41-35. Um, yeah. Don't know if that was indicative of the whole game. No. So I think the Browns led at the half 38-7. to They yeah. probably let them creep back in a little bit to this. Uh, Baker, c- can't knock him. 334 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Sean, what happened? You yeah, well, I, my chat was they're not for real and they might get found out in this, but Baker had an unreal game. Uh, Titans busted a bit of coverage, um, letting in some big touchdowns, of course. Yeah. Uh, so keeping Henry to 60, you got to prop their defense for mm. doing that. I think he fumbled as well. So. Yeah, and I, I think some of it might have been they were behind big, so weren't yeah. feeding him as much as they normally would. Which is probably what you want to do against the Titans, get out, get early. Mm-hmm. Um Make him pass instead of run the ball. Let them uh, take the ball out of Henry's hands. Browns so, go nine and three. Yeah, and are they a good team? Should, I'm going to say yes. Well, yeah, we have to start the, taking them seriously. Yeah, I'm going to say they're game, a good team. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Probably not. And after Jacksonville got their win, they're still what two games back. So yeah, it's. If the Browns get winning, it's going to make it very hard for – not Jacksonville, for the Ravens. I'm talking about Jackson. Ravens to catch them. I've got no idea where we've gone there, but <laughs> I tend to agree Ravens. with that. Ravens. I, I just combined Ravens and Lamar Jackson together and got Jacksonville. That's how my mind works. Lamar Terrible. Jacksonville. Yes. Um, what – do you see what happened in the final seconds of the Raiders-Jets game? So oh, the, the Jets oh. – The worst <laughs> defensive call in the, history. The Jets – should have probably racked up their first win for the season. Uh, there's one play to go. There's, what do you reckon, 45, 50 yards yeah. out from scoring. Engage eight. They engaged eight. They sent them all on Madden. Everyone went and they blew a coverage. And yeah, lost. Well, the corner played pretty t- average coverage in this yeah, as well. Let him behind him, but... He it's Henry Ruggs too. Why so. was he? Why was he there by himself? Yeah. There should have been eight guys back there. That's a horrible. That is a horrible fucking call. Yeah, there's a. That's disgusting. I can't remember the exact numbers on this, but in the eligible plays with the time, the distance, mm. and uh, the setting all factored in, since the two thousands have kicked off, there's been about two hundred and fifty eligible plays. The Jets were the first team to do what they did. So 250 Hail Mary top, yep. you know, and the end everyone's, of the game. Everyone's everyone. playing smart. And Let's that, put some defense back and there. And they're the only one. They should have rushed three, had eight blokes sitting in the end zone. Like, yep. that's horrible. That is, yeah. as a, as blokes that grew up in Australia, we shouldn't know this sport from a bar of soap. <laughs> and we're watching that just going, that is gross. How difficult do you think it was for Derrick Henry? Uh, not Derrick Henry, um... Car, yeah, Derek, uh, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr to not just piss himself laughing when he got to the line. Yeah. Oh, he would have walked up and gone, Oh, oh they, boys, they, uh, they look like they're blitzing. I think here. we got this <laughs> horrible call. Obviously, the, a, the aftermath is the defensive coordinator gets a sack, but Gase, I was, I was Gase thinking still about, has his job. Well, I was thinking about this though. Why didn't they give him a promotion? 
He's doing exactly what they want him to do. He's tanking for Trevor. Exactly. But they lost. That's what they want because if they win this game, they're now drawing with Jacksonville. That is, that's the only reasonable explanation. <laughs> but, well, I mean, the thing is, Sam Darnold's not a horrible quarterback. No. There's just... The Jets are a horrible organisation. Everything else is bad around there. They've got some... Trevor should be like, I'm going to play another year of sports. He, Trevor <laughs> will have the same reaction as what's-his-face going to GWS yeah. if he goes to the bloody Jets. Yeah, That call was so bad, it makes me think there might be a conspiracy. That, defen- that defensive call, play call. They've, what have they lost now? 13 straight. Well, 12 straight, depending if they've had a ball. Uh, 12, I think. Yeah, and your head coach is still employed. Of course, he's doing a good job. So they're, they're definitely they're, trying they're, to They're 13 actually, because there's four rounds left. Horrible, horrible situation there in New York. Yeah. Uh, I like to believe in the integrity of sport and think that was an aggressive play call. Yeah, I've heard plenty of people talk and say, like, it's hard to play to lose in the NFL. But you can definitely see the coaching can have an effect, especially when you're calling I mean, Engage 8, uh, send everyone on the last play of the game. It'd be nice to at least go out not fully defeated yeah. Uh, as a coach. But, I mean, some point it's like, ah, oh, look, the season's pretty crap anyway. What else do we have to lose? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm surprised no one on the Jets defense was like, wait, wait, wait. This is a bad idea. Let's do something else. <laughs> Should have been three defensive linemen, one linebacker just for Lyle sitting in the middle and seven guys sitting in the end zone. So what we're really asking is where's the adult in the room on the Jets defense? Yes. Mm. Answer is there isn't one. Uh, moving on. Well, sp- I'm, yeah, fired, I'm too fired up. We've spoken about this too long. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah so th- this game finishes up 31-28 for anyone that didn't get the score. So next and one. now, uh, so yes, the Vikings versus the Jaguars. Uh, three points in it right at the end, 27-24. Yeah. yeah, it was closer than probably... Yeah, than probably than we expected. expected. Yeah, yeah, well, I thought... But we all backed the Vikings. We probably thought the Vikings would have done this a little bit easier than they did. Um, yeah, Probably not too much to report on this game. I think the Vikings can still make the playoffs. It'll be very Fair unlikely. Um, probably not too much to talk about. Justin Jefferson's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was Killing good. It. Um, how many games with over 100 receiving yards? Six, six, six. now. Yeah, which yeah. I think... Got two touchdowns in this. I think that's a record amongst rookies. Yeah, he's got some skill. I think he just beat some guy called Randy Moss. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. Nah. Finns Bengals, we all back the Finns. Finns get it done, nineteen to seven. Big McSteam, the Ginger Ninja. He's not here with us tonight. He said, "Watch out for Xavier Howard. He gets his eighth pick of the year." The Finns uh, are becoming a fun team to watch. Yeah, I, they're not a team that anyone takes seriously, but they're fun to watch. Well, where are they now? They're eight and five. No, I think they're. I think they might be nine and. four. Four? Can someone get that up? Because I thought yeah. they might have been six and four into Denver and then they lost there. Maybe that. No, maybe you're right. Eight and five. Have a, have a look. Um, yeah, they're actually like not bad. Their defense is very good. Mm. Uh, do they have enough on the offense? Eight and four. Eight and four. Eight and four. They got Kansas this week. So, <laughs> do they have enough on the offensive side of the ball to worry teams in the playoffs? Probably not. But oh. very interesting for. People in southeast Florida. Yeah, and they should finish second in the division. So they're think so, most yeah. likely going to play. But I'd like uh, a comparison to teams that have, in fact, gone on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I get some elements of the, the New York Giants mm. um, out of this team. They could just sneak into the Are playoffs. Are you saying they're going to win the Super Bowl? 
I'm saying they could go on a streak if Tua gets hot. There's some there's some exciting players on there out of a team that literally no one thought would uh, would win a game this year. That's right. Yeah, no one expected them to be any good. They're actually pretty good. It turns out. Hats off to the Miami Dolphins. Yep, keep rolling. Colts Texans. This is probably a little bit closer than we expected. Colts get away with a win, twenty six twenty over the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. We all pick the Colts. Come through. Fair pick. Only just. Mm. Uh, do you reckon the Colts are serious? Like they're probably going to be playing playoffs. For I think ball? so. I think Texans are definitely playing better since they fired O'Brien. So mm. they've they've had a better run of it late and been more competitive in games. Mm-hmm. Colts um, defense is hot though. Oh, they're yes. nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're good to watch. Nice. They're good to watch right now. So I think that'll help carrying them through a lot. I don't think they're a team that's going to go deep though. They'll, they'll be playoffs and we'll see how Old Man Rivers goes. Um, yeah, first or second round out, as yeah. usual. Tend to agree with that. Texans are a team that I just wish that they would uh, have a bit more uh, a bit more spark. They've gone through such a crap time with the Bill O'Brien era, uh, but they've got such likeable players on their team. Like, yeah. you see the Deshaun Watsons and the JJ Watts. Like, everyone just goes, oh, good guys, good guys, good yeah. guys. But it's just they're in a sad situation. I hope they rebuild and get, uh, get back to form. All right, Lions. Downing the mighty, <laughs> they're not mighty. You downing <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> Was that six in a row that the Bears have lost? Yes, they're five they, and six. No, they'd be five, they'd be and, five and five and five and, and seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. And I think they started five and one. One, yes. So Tabriski's first game back, I think, starting quarterback, and they did score thirty, but it's unlikely them to score thirty. That, unfortunately, they roll in. They hit up the Lions, who have just fired their coach, so they get some of that momentum. You picked this about. one, didn't you? Yeah. You said, you fire your coach, you win. Yep. That's how it works. Uh, what about the unders? <laughs> I think the line was about 45. They yeah. they put up 64 between the two of them. That's probably the Bears' highest score in the last seven weeks as well. But yeah, it'd be fucking up there. Um, probably n- neither of those teams have any playoff aspirations. Probably won't dwell on that one too much. Mm. Uh, the Saints go out and beat the Falcons in probably a little bit of a closer encounter than we had anticipated. Yeah, I think New Orleans comes closer. out 21 uh, to 16, 16 victors over the Atlanta Falcons. It's like, when was the last time the Saints only scored three touchdowns? You're going back a little bit. Well, they, they smoked the Falcons two weeks ago as well. Yeah. When we thought there might be much the same. They, uh, they just, they're a different team with Taysom. Yeah, like their first game against the Falcons, maybe the Falcons just wasn't ready for the Taysom Hill and they've had two weeks to study him and got some more footage on him. Um, Saints seem a bit vulnerable at the moment. I don't think Breeze is playing this week either. So they, they of course, I think have the best record in their division at the moment, they or do. in their or in their conference too. So they I think they've got the best record in their division for sure. And it's them and the Packers. Yeah, I think the Packers are game back though. Yeah, I think so. Saints, 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 Saints are nine and three. Saints are ten and two. Yeah, yeah I think the two. Saints still lead uh, in the NFC. NFC. Yeah, that's why I thought. Ten and two Saints without. Without Breeze. Without a quarterback. And they've won three without him. So he's meant to be back this week. And eight in a row or something as well. Yeah. Uh, I, if it depends who they're playing this week, we'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, maybe you're resting for another week. Anyway. What about on. that upset of the round? Oh, Giants big time. And I don't think we 
um, kind of talks about this as a trap game. We talked about one of the other ones as. No, no one good. expected it to be a trap. No yeah. one ever expects anyone in the NFC East to win ever unless they're playing the <laughs> NFC East. Then it's a 50% chance it's a draw. <laughs> yeah, but I think we, we, we did talk about how the Giants kind of, uh, even without Daniel Jones, they've hit a bit of a rain of form, yeah. vein of form recently. Their, their defense isn't bad. No, they actually, yeah, the defense is doing pretty good. Um, they're getting just enough out of the offense. The offense is banged up, though. Uh, but yeah, Seahawks though, uh, looking a bit vulnerable. That was trash. Not a game I expected them to drop uh, at home. Yeah, very, very. Maybe it's, it's this, the, was, this was the upset of the round. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. it's the wake up call they needed. Maybe, yeah. And maybe we got to shift our view in the NFC West, maybe to the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Seattle's dropped a few like this where you think, oh, they, they really, by all accounts, should win. Yeah, well, they've got no defense. No defense. Mm-hmm. Rams, on the other hand. Russell Wilson turns the ball over a little bit too much for someone whose name should be thrown in the MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Great football team, but geez, Super Bowl winners don't drop those games. Looks very shaky. Yes, mm. yes. And then the Rams, of course. Speaking, speaking of, of, speaking yeah. of, that was my attempt at a segue. Yeah, yeah, beat the Cards thirty-eight to twenty-eight, and then they also won Thursday night football. Thursday night football, a uh, very mediocre New England Patriots. Yeah, smashed them. Uh yeah, the like. I've just alluded to the Rams might be the, actually the team to beat in the NFC West. Yep. Finding some good form with their receivers now. Sure mm-hmm. have. Sure have. Uh, getting some work out of their running backs as well. Akers yeah. seems to be coming on. Yeah, it seems like Akers might be their go-to guy as, yep. a, as a running back via committee goes. Um, Jared, is Jared Goff a good quarterback? He's been pretty solid of late. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over and he gets it to his boys, yeah. That's it, yeah. I see Goff as a system quarterback, uh, more of a game manager. He's he's not someone that I, I've seen enough to go, yeah, he's clutch. Um, yeah. But he can he can put together a good game. Maybe, I, I a, maybe he, a little bit more elite than Joe Flacco. <laughs> I think he's better than he gets credit for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's you know at that elite status. No, no. Oh, but I don't. I, I don't think he's Joe Flacco elite. I think correct, he's kind correct. of in that. No, I wouldn't throw his bit. name amongst Mahomes or Rogers or Wilson for that matter. But is he a slouch QB? No, I, I think he. His team's nine and four. He's doing the job. Yeah, yeah. For sure. did, did he come out with Wentz? Did he go one and then Wentz went three? It might have been the same. Yeah. I'll have a, I'll have a quick that look yeah. it up. But yeah. my my point being that uh, they get more value for him out of him than they are Wentz at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Mm. But we'll get the, to the, my, we'll get to the Wentz factor uh, soon. My my point, just uh, the last thing with uh, with um, Jared Goff is that if your team is down six points with two minutes on the clock, do you have faith in him that he's going to make it? I haven't seen evidence of that yet. Yeah, that's my thing. Like I, I don't. It's not necessarily that he can't. Uh, I just. If he can find a few moments like that where he really takes it, um, takes the team on his back, then yeah, he'll mm. uh, he'll really make uh, make waves in the NFL community. Mm. So I I was right, uh, just one pick off. So it was Goff one, Wentz two, then they had Bolsa, Zeke, and Ramsey as the top. Five. Pretty good top five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good top five. If you got a uh, if if he didn't get Wentz, <laughs> Joey Bosa or Jalen Ramsey out of that, it's pretty good. Oh, Wentz. Uh, moving on. Yeah, Pappy. Pappy, any what, what insights? Happened? Uh, 
Patriots 45, I'm, Los Angeles Chargers 0. I'm not entirely sure a football team got off the bus when they arrived um, at the stadium. Um, I, I can't – I don't see why they got smoked in this. They should have scored points. I'll tell you what. Gunnar Olszewski. Dude was a freak. <laughs> he had uh, more return yards than the Chargers had offensive yards. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it, was, it was a bad day for the Chargers. Um, I think it was more on the Chargers being complete – uh, dumpster fire, as opposed to the Pats being. Yeah, I don't think the Pats being were that a, good. a great team. No, and that would, kind of, I think, figures if you follow on the game they played two days against ago against against the Rams. Yeah, yeah. they, they couldn't hold it to a all. good team. Yeah, but the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert looked like a rookie for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah defense, tend to agree there. Tend the, to agree. Yeah. The, the defense is real banged up and weren't playing good anyway. So, um, special teams killed the Chargers as well. So, uh, yeah. Into a into a game that it was actually more exciting um, mm. that wasn't expecting was the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Well, you actually called this, Sean. You said watch out for the Broncos; it might be close. I thought they're no built chance. to beat the Chiefs. I thought no yeah. chance. Uh, just quiet. I had a uh, Tyreek Hill overs. Uh, you know, I think it's about seventy eight yards. Got a call back on a holding penalty where he had a fifty five yard touchdown, yep. and also <sighs> caught one in the end zone that he didn't, didn't realize that he caught. <laughs> so probably would have had yeah. me money there. Would have and, won and, me my fantasy. Yeah, uh, and kill, kill yeah. Any, fantasy one, any one of those like things. 140, 140 yards yeah. that could have gone by the wayside. So I Broncos think, were good here. You know what the Chiefs really uh, they 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 showed red zone finishing. Yeah, mm. well, I think mm. some of this was Denver's D played pretty well, but I think. The Chiefs missed on multiple shots, as you alluded to, that they probably should have had. Um, four field goals in their first four drives, yeah. and they got to the red zone every time. They also had no run game in this because yeah, yeah. um, Bell took most of the lead in this game. I, I think Edwards Elaire didn't didn't play. Yeah, and I'm not. Sh- I can't. I haven't followed CDH well enough to know whether he was hurt coming into this or whether they're just managing some of his snaps coming up mm, towards. Mm. Playoffs, like we'll use him in playoffs and we'll get Bell some runs here. The Broncos look like a different team than a week ago against the Saints. Yep. They're built to beat the Chiefs, though. Everyone in the West is building themselves to beat the Chiefs. The Raiders, um, yeah, Raiders have gone close. The Raiders have beat well, them. The, well, been once and then True. lost True in the that. second yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Point that. But um, went close again, so yeah. yeah. Chargers probably aren't going to do it. They got close earlier on in the year yeah, did, and yeah, then lose by 45 to. That was to with <laughs> Herbert. Um, yeah, it, it's. It's a weird, weird sort of setup. The curious storyline that I just keep every time he comes on the field, I'm just curious as to what the hell is happening. Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Like, before that year that he uh, had all of that going on, he was one of the most electrifying players. He's a, he's a premier running back in the NFL. Yeah, but he's just had none of that since. Maybe attitude, maybe... Like, he, the Chiefs have a good line. Yeah. The Chiefs have a great system, and he's still... Not able to perform. He hasn't well, been fed. He hasn't. He hasn't gotten the pill. For yeah, but you, you look at blokes that played for the Steelers and played elsewhere, and then how are they doing? Yeah, true. Talking about yeah, you know not AB. playing. Yeah, <laughs> AB is another example. So look in uh, in that category. Yeah, he's doing very well for himself. Well yeah, done, Le'Veon yes. Bell. What yeah. happened with uh, AJ Boye? So it seems him. He's also been caught up with um, Fuller and Roby. They'd got. They've got the exact same suspension. Um, it's seeing the How story. How does that happen? Do they train together? Or? Um, that's I'm 
are thinking maybe in the off season that they've all gone to the same performance center and they've mm-hmm. trained there and that performance center said, Hey, take the supplement. Um, it sounds like the supplement they were taking didn't have listed what they've popped for. So, mm-hmm. um, it could very much be, you know, a tainted supplement. Uh, it's inter- if it was one guy, I maybe not believe this, but three different guys, same supplement, yeah. maybe the same place. Um, there's all the talk about, oh, you should get this checked, get your agents to check that. But it's for a supplement you need to take, and then you're going to send it out for, you know, uh, for someone to test it, do the research. What which are you going to do? Take. You're going to send out every single thing that you put in your body. Yeah, to it's a it's testing agent. No. It's yeah. It's that. Having said that, you can probably, um, Papis, you can disagree with me. You want a lot of the stuff. Uh, you don't have to take supplements. You can get most of the stuff you need from food. Um, you just have to eat the right food and shitloads of it. I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's a um, supplements. Of course, is like it's the word supplement. Mm-hmm. So it supplements your diet. Is it's helping you get hit those extra levels you need to um, in a lot easier fashion. But uh, if I was a professional NFL player, I'd probably. I'd employ a chef and say, cook all the things for yeah. me. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. All I can say is here on the Esky, I'm getting plenty of vitamin B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing I, I just thought would be something that's a lesson learned by now by all the NFL uh, affiliates with the nutrition guys is that like there's a list of things that are banned. Mm. Um, there's, there's not really a list of like, hey, yeah, everything's okay. That's, that'd be a longer list. But there's a list of things that are banned. Just don't give them those things. Yeah, but yeah. they put their trust in other guys. So I think that I think a lot of it's trust. Well, the big, pro- oh, the big yeah, problem. So this isn't like- the players. I'm talking about the the, yeah. the affiliates because I mean, word will get around in the circles of yeah. who talks about that nutritionist or mm. that um, the person who gave them those supplements, and they won't get much work after this. Yeah. Well, like the classic kind of scenario with this is, let's say it's protein powder. Um, the guys that make the protein powder could be, so let's say, Southeast Asia, for example. Yeah. Uh, Not this to point anything. <laughs> well, you, a lot of the stuff does get made, you know, in big vats over there. Yeah. Um, That's how everyone gets corona, by the by, by the vats. <laughs> that's one of those test positive to meth. <laughs> well, th- that's the problem, though, because this week they're making protein powder. Last week they were making steroids. So if they don't clean the vats properly, that's how you get the, the cross-contaminants. Yeah. But when they label and sell you that product, it doesn't say may contain traces of steroids in the bottom of it. Uh, it's just that, that risk you take so unless you send out everything you have and get it tested. Yeah, So, fair. you know, maybe it's the NFL should probably do – they could do their own nutrition program. Wouldn't surprise me if some of the clubs could possibly do that mm-hmm. where you go out, do your research, maybe buy American Made or may work with companies that – um, specialise in this stuff, not guys that build steroids one, one week and do something or the other. Good inside that, Sean. So, I, I actually hadn't thought of that myself. Yeah. So, yeah, mate. So thank Rogan for that. I think he's talked – because he's done a whole bunch of um, his own supplements and very much talks about this like, hey, you know, we did business with guys that, you know, once you find it out, I was like, well, shit, they're – you know, if you don't clean and do this properly mm-hmm. and leaves traces, like these guys get popped for a minuscule amount of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah just, just so, hits it. Yeah. May contain traces of peanuts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Moving on. Moving we, on from... We spoke about the Giants being the upset of the round. This is definitely mm-hmm. up there. The Washington football team dispatched the Pittsburgh Steelers 23-17, to 17, ruined their 11-0 and 0 record. Mm-hmm. Steelers go to 11-1. Washington goes to the head of the NFC East. Yep. Tied with the Giants, I think, actually. I believe you said watch out for the football team. I, 
I didn't want to have a bar of that. I thought <laughs> I thought the Steelers would be way too good uh, for this Washington team to worry them. Alex Smith, he he manages the game. Their defense is legit. Their defense is pretty good. Yep. Yeah, and I was worried They're coming in some good form, especially when they lost Gibson actually. after two carries as well. Yep. That yep. I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to get this out. But uh, yeah, did, Alex did Smith managed it. Running back down, J.D. McKissick, and who else did they have? Uh, Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber, yeah, really took the load. And they, they, they didn't look flashy. They didn't look flashy. Yeah. They didn't they, they didn't pass or receive as much. They hit Logan Thomas a bunch in this. You know Logan Thomas used to be a quarterback? Yep. You know that, Pat? I did not know that. He's six foot six, 255. He probably played quarterback at like 220, Former but quarterback. Yeah. But now, now he's But he's a, mate, he's athletic. Oh, he's sneaky athletic. Like, like he gets the ball and just starts throwing that fend out and juking guys, mm. jumping over guys. He had a breakout game, probably his best, the best he, game. That's the best game career. he's had of this career, yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon the football team is the best team in the NFC East? Yes. Well, I think it'll be them and Giants. Okay. And they're probably going to go pretty close. Giants may be better when they get um, DJ back, Daniel mm. Jones. Mm. But. I've, I, I, I think I'm Washington's feeling what Washington's be. building. Yeah, they're de- I, I they're feel defa- like they're getting on a on a good run into the end of the year. Their defense, their front seven is nasty. Yeah, like they're like a legitimate defense. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say: defense wins championships. So I, I think they might win the NFC. Yeah. So that was kind of my thinking coming into this game: with they might steal this one, whereas the Steelers oh, that was a terrible punt. Stop, terrible stop punt. I didn't turn, mean that. Turn his mic off. But the idea that Steelers hadn't really faced anyone of note leading up to this and of like a really good defence because yeah. the Ravens haven't had that good defence. No. They haven't really beaten anyone of note. Um, so Def- for, definitely not the same Baltimore Ravens as last year. Yeah. But they shouldn't be dropping games like this. No. You would – Think not, but Washington's definitely been much better with Alex Smith taking over, mm-hmm. who's now I think three from four. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So they're on a bit of a roll. You know uh, what I saw this week? Are they the worst team that's ever gone eleven and zero? Yes, I was about to uh, Ooh, about to bring this possibly. up. Possibly looking at their record offensively. Uh, sorry, yes. looking at mm. their um, opponents' win loss record. Mm. Order they up. have only played. Witness protection teams. <laughs> they have played, other than the Browns, the Browns and the Ravens, mm-hmm. everyone else it has under 500. Yeah, so that's massive. By a long way. And the Browns obviously have a good record, but we're still uncertain as they well, have they've been the same. Well, they've been playing the same teams as the Steelers, of course. Yeah, yeah. and then the Ravens are... Which they're again, you know, maybe back to what we are saying about the Browns. Like, do you really trust them? Mm. Like, they're doing well. They're winning games. You can't knock that, but... They're versing, you know, your Dallas Cowboys, mm. your Philadelphia Eagles, teams that are complete garbage right mm. now. Mm. So can't knock them. They're winning the games that they've been given. But um, I think their defense will keep them in a lot of games. It's very much Roethlisberger needs to get on. Again, they didn't have um, uh, James O'Connor in this because he's still on COVID. Mm-hmm. So uh, Snell really didn't Benny. Benny yeah, Snell. They can't uh, run the ball. They can't run the ball. They, like they Connor really was there. Can't um, run the ball. Yeah. And you take that away from him and then you, you're relying on Big Ben. And if you can cover their guys long enough and like with Washington's front seven, you're going to get after him. Mm. But I, I like your your question of the worst, best team in the league. It's a strange question, isn't it? The next three, uh, Two of the next three weeks are going to test them. They've got the Bills this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then re- week 16, they have the Colts. Yep. That's 
those two games are going to be a big tell. Two if big they tests if they right fold, there. they're fakers. If they're uh, if they're competitive and win them, yeah, for yeah. real. And Chiefs, of course, right on their heels for number one seed. So mm. they need mm. to if they want to maintain that, they got to keep mm-hmm. going. So to round out the week, we then, of course, had Buffalo Bills beating the 49ers, uh, 34 to 24. Raced out to an early lead. The 49ers uh, got some back in a little bit of semi-garbage time towards the end. Yeah, Buffalo Josh, looking good though. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen like, what, what a man. Yeah. Like his name's getting thrown. I don't think he's the MVP, but his name's getting thrown around in the conversation. That in itself is massive. Yeah, but look. If he look ha- at what he's doing with the Bills. He is the MVP for the Bills. Oh, oh definitely. Well, without doubt, without doubt. I yeah, mean, he, Cole he, Beasley, he's... Dude, what he, a Came loss. back, had a yeah. massive game, yeah. You Especially that, with John Brown out, so, yeah. Here's your fun fact for the week. Cole Beasley, right? Mm-hmm. Five foot eight. Mm-hmm. He's about 180 pounds. Yeah, a little bit taller than Pappy. He bench presses... I am... <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we're, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. So Says the avatar. So, so he's about your size, right? Yeah. Do you uh, bench press 225 pounds 17 times? Holy <laughs> dooly. Like, that's like... 100 kilos. That's uh, Just for comparison, that's more than DK. He, he He's better on the Dang. bench than DK Metcalf is. So he's sneaky strong, sneaky for, strong for a little bloke, and he's killing. He's putting up some real numbers. Yeah, he mm. hasn't found the end zone that much. He did in this game. Yeah, he missed a couple of weeks through concussion as well. Yeah, so. but he's really uh, like obviously Stefan Diggs is the big talking point for the Bills, but Cole Beasley is a legitimate number two receiver yeah. in the NFL. Well, he's had to step up, of course, with Jim Brown now on IR, so yeah, they've, yeah. they're going to need him. I don't, to go back to the Josh Allen MVP chat. If he didn't have that week, kind of like three week. Um, yeah, he's, he kind of like turned, a month ago. Yeah, he turned off. I think there yeah. was three games. I think I if think, he'd been real strong through that and maintained the kind of form he's been having at the start of the year and he has now, then yeah, he could very well be the MVP. I don't. I don't think it's worth putting his name in the same sentence as Mahomes no, or Rogers. Put it in a really good quarterback sentence. I'm happy with that. And you are right. I think there was a three week period where he threw one touchdown, maybe two picks. Yeah, he was through three weeks. Mahomes and Rogers Wilson aren't doing that, but nice to see it out of the Buffalo Bills. Long suffering Buffalo Bills, um, they're going to be there deep through the playoffs. You'd think. I'm yep. I'm loving the Bills team right now. Mm. I'm, yeah. Heck, I'm loving someone that's not the Patriots being at the top of the East. Yeah. Uh, so the next game, of course, was uh, Ravens beating the Cowboys as expected and by a big margin, thirty-four to seventeen. Uh, I think the biggest news out of this was Des was warming up, uh, then had a positive uh, COVID COVID test. Um, but then I think – so they pulled him out on warm-ups. So he didn't play the game, of course. Um, he took to Insta not too long after to say, hey, oh, I'm, I'm done for the year. Like, I'm sick of this bullshit. Mm. Um, and then I think he had two negative tests like straight after that. So That was a false positive his first one. That's what they're thinking. Um, but still, to pull him out of um, the, the warm-ups, yeah, that's – very interesting. He, this is my hot tack, diva. He's a diva. Oh, definitely. He was bing, always, bing, he was bing, always bing, a diva. Um, as, and a, as a leader, you can't do that. Yeah. Nah. This year has hundred percent sucked for them. Getting those freaking swabs up your nose and other orifices. Mate, it stinks. It stinks. Like yeah. it's a hard. It's very hard year. But, but you're a leader of America's team. Yeah. Can't do that. You can't. Yeah, can't and you that. can't be taken. Take it to social media. He's actually not at America's team. He's at uh, the Baltimore Ravens. 
Yes, he's a... Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, switching teams. So this was his revenge no, game and he missed um, it. It's just so... Um, it, it's it's diva behaviour. It's diva behaviour. Like, seriously, all right, it's hard for everyone. I get it, I get it. But to get out there and say, I'm done, rah, rah, sookie, yeah. blah, blah. After the Ravens have just taken a chance on you. Sorry, Des has been yeah. to the Cowboys and he's for so two long. Games, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ingrained in my system. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens keep their season... Uh, Hopes alive. It's going to be very difficult in that AFC North, but yeah, will probably be. have to win out from here. You'd say, yeah, you'd think so. Maybe sneak in depending on the numbers and what happens with the playoffs. But yeah, they're outside I'm, looking in at the moment. I'm not buying the Ravens team this year. No. Um, to finish off the start, actually start of this round. To finish off, we kind of talked about it. The Thursday night game, the Rams smoked the Patriots. Yeah. Um, Cam was bad, and they started sitting. I think for most of the last of the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. didn't look too bad. Um, so we'll see what Patriots do, whether they move forward with him or not. Cam Newton, excellent running quarterback. Cam Newton, passing quarterback. Ten plus touchdowns, I think, this year already. I think maybe 12 or 13. Yeah. Like passing ridic- touchdowns. Ridiculous numbers. Cam Newton, the passer, garbage. Yeah. Garbage. And it- Pull it into a more Tim Tebow role. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think... Well, is he in Bill Belichick's long-term... Uh, plans, doubt I it. highly doubt Only it. signed a one-year deal. Yeah. I'm just going to go blow my nose for real quick. <laughs> All right, uh, so on. start running through week 14 my back. I can take it away from here. Pappy, uh, need you to step up here because there's only two of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Tennessee Titans. I tend to think the Titans should win this pretty comfortably. Should do, but uh, especially if you can follow on uh, from the Jaguars' perspective of what the Browns did last week, defense holding them out mm-hmm. and they're getting a quick start. They're going to need that. And uh, shout out to the Aussie, Adam Gotsis on the Jaguars team. Uh, do some good work stopping Derrick Henry this week. One of the few uh, Aussies to ever play on the defensive line in the NFL. Shout out to Adam Gotsis. Uh, Buccaneers, Vikings. Vikings season is still alive. Just. Bucks, you'd think, should take care of business here. Yeah, but they've been looking much more mortal over the yeah, last couple of weeks. Since that, since when uh, was it? Four weeks ago, where they dish the Packers. Yeah. Since then, yeah, they've looked very mortal. Tom Brady looks a little bit old. There'll be a team that'll come good in the playoffs if if they get there. There, there's some competition to get there, um, because of the experience and the the depth of the team, but they've just got to click. They're not clicking like we kind of hoped that they would. Um, and I think if the Vikings... The best, best receiving core ever. Yeah. Like if the Vikings can can find a chink in that armour, I, I I may actually go the Vikings on that one. I'll say Bucks, but this this should be close, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, but the Bucks aren't blowing anyone out, which is kind of disappointing for the calibre names on the team. Mm. Um, the Dolphins and Chiefs up next. Uh, you'd, think, you'd think the Chiefs do this pretty comfortably. Yeah. I think they might get out to an early lead and then maybe take the take the foot off the pedal a little bit. Yep. Uh, they're the best team in football. Yep. I reckon it'll be a fun one to watch. I hope that is a, an air raid show because I want to see Tua showing off his skills. Would uh, love to see it out of Tua Tangafaloa. Any good? Close enough. The pronouncer dude is better than what I could do. Thank you. Uh, Tua Tongue Twister Veloz. It's, uh, <laughs> so so, so it's, it's a silent NG. Uh-huh. Tungavaloa. Tungavaloa. Tour, if you're listening, shout Tungavalava. out. Uh, Panthers, Broncos, probably not a big game in terms of 
Playoff implications. No CDM, uh, CMC in this either, so he's still hurt. CMC. Mike Davis going to take the bulk of the handoffs for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers still hurting it that, um, on their offense with a couple of players out from COVID. Um, yes. yes, they had COVID this week. So I'm going to go Denver here. Yeah. I think Denver's a sneaky in this. This yeah, is a, this is a good good opportunity for Denver to get some, uh, get some Ws under I'd, their belt. I'd love to see what the Anders are because... I don't see a lot of points getting scored there. Nah. Bears, Texans. Ooh, I want to go Texans. I like that. I like that out yep. of both of you. Uh, the Bears are the biggest pretenders in the NFL. Every year. It, they're the same. Every if, if year. They, if they're going to keep starting Trubisky, yeah, they're... Could you I'm, imagine being in, a you know, you're working class, you're Chicago, you put in 40 hours a week, all you live for is Sunday afternoon... All you want to do is see the Chicago Bears triumph. And you could have had Pat Mahomes. <laughs> or Deshaun Watson. Or Deshaun Watson. Or anyone other than Trubisky. Anyone <sighs> other than Trubisky. Because if they didn't have Trubisky, look at the following drafts that they could have picked up a quarterback. Deep breaths, boys. Deep breaths. <laughs> Deep breaths. That's all I can say. Uh, uh, I don't know why they picked Mitch. Uh, I think uh, Mahomes had good numbers in co- and Watson. Well, Watson the played charts. for Clemson, Watson so why didn't you pick Watson? Yeah, why didn't you pick Watson? Sometimes they get it right, and sometimes they get it painfully wrong. They got it. They could have picked Very any right. of the quarterbacks in the last three or four drafts. Yeah, you know cold is in Chicago in wintertime. Sucks. It's, oh. It sucks. Oh, yeah. Sending much love to the windy city. Anyone out there that's fucking struggling. <laughs> Just wake up tomorrow and think we could add Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Is that meant to be support? <laughs> yeah. No, it's meant to kind of rub a little bit of salt. Yeah. A little bit of salt in the ferns. Making some Get in your car, go to Kansas, and pick a new team to follow. Mm, yeah. he's really There's good. a suggestion. There's he's, a bandwagon. He's a really good at football. Get on a wagon, mm. leave Chicago, and never come back. Mm. Uh, the people of Chicago. People used to have to get in wagons and walk across the United States. I hope that's uplifting for you because... That's your future. You could have had Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Moving on, we got the Giants and Cards. Uh, this one, surely the Cards have got pretty... Oh, oh mate, uh, the Giants, they the just done Seattle in Seattle. Yeah. A lot Giants to play for in that NFCs. I think this could be close. I'm, I'm going to go Cardinals, but close. Yeah, maybe like a... I, I think last week was an anomaly. I reckon the Cards buy a lot. I'm going to go like 28-21. I'm, I'm going to back cards. Uh, uh, 14. My boy Kyler, hopefully he's healthy. Yeah. He's had a bit of – he hasn't been running much because of his shoulder, so hopefully he's feeling a bit running around the Giants. Over 14 points victory. Uh, he- heard it here first. Yeah. Um, to- <laughs> Bengals, bowl. Cowboys. Um, yeah, to- fair toilet. Who cares? Yeah. Just uh, uh, hope, uh, hope they wipe it clean afterwards when they're done. Yeah. I'm going to go Cowboys just for the fact they've got an actual quarterback playing for them. I'm going to go boys as well. But that is toilety. Raiders Colts though. So the first of the later games. Uh, this is really interesting matchup. Which which Las it's Vegas Raiders, Raiders yeah. are going to show up? <laughs> the ones that only just scrape the, over the Jets, the, or the ones that beat the Chiefs? The ones that beat Kansas, or the ones that get done <laughs> by ones forty points to Atlanta Falcons. Uh, very interesting. I'm going to go Coles just because I don't know who's rocking up here for the LVRs. Yeah, Colts all yeah, the way. Maybe Colts, but I think this is going to be a close and I wouldn't touch it. 
Um, Seahawks, Jets. Oh, I God. would touch this game. Seahawks by 100. Let's go with that. <laughs> I'm not going to go 100, but I'll go Seahawks by 28. Yeah. They should smoke him. Let's hope. If they don't, then see, you'd be really worried about where the Seahawks are at. Yep. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Lions, Packers. The Packers will win, but these are always fun games to watch. Yeah. A lot of history, obviously, out uh, there in the NFC North. Personally, I think the Packers do this quite comfortably. Yeah, I think the Lions are, will come off their coaching uh, fire bonus momentum, uh, and, yeah, they will have throw up a stinker in this I think I think the Packers are the real deal this year. Yeah. I think that. Yep. Yeah. Well, they went to the NFC Championship game last year, so I think they're definitely on form to I think they're that. better this year. I honestly think that um, Aaron Rodgers deserves another Super Bowl appearance. No, doesn't he? he He's like, getting fucked otherwise. So. This uh, this year, I'll have a bold prediction at the end. Let's go. Go, Moving Pack, on. go. Um, Chargers, Falcons. Who cares? <laughs> Sadly, not me. Um, I reckon the Falcons will, uh, will come out on top there. I think this will be a close game. The Falcons haven't been overly great, and I think the Chargers can definitely score points on them. Given so. last week's uh, result against the New England Patriots, I want to go there. The, well, they need a bounce back, so I want to go Chargers. Oh, Chargers and bounce back. I don't know. Young Hoku is having a revenge game. Shams Korea. He's having the best kicking season of Off his... Off a Gangnam Style. Oh, yeah, and if you uh, um, don't uh, pay attention to kickers' history, the Chargers actually... Uh, um, took a flyer on uh, on Koo way back when. Um, didn't go so well. Uh, <laughs> and so I reckon that the Falcons won't score any touchdowns. They could be uh, on the one-yard line and go, nah, let's just give it to Koo. Give him a field goal. So there'll be 20 field goals for the Falcons and the Chargers might score two touchdowns. <laughs> All um, I heard of that, out of that was the Chargers could have had Mahomes, but they hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, an actual fun game, I reckon. The 49ers. This is, this is a really, actually, massive matchup. Yeah, Washington uh, needs a win big time. Both teams keep that going. really vying for a playoff spot there in the NFC. Obviously, Washington in a pretty ordinary NFC East. The 49ers in an absolutely Need stacked a, NFC West. Wild card. This is Could a, still technically make the playoffs. So. This is yeah. a really interesting matchup. Really interesting matchup. Both teams will be vying for a win there. Both pretty good defenses. From what I've seen out of Washington, I've. Being a big naysayer, I want to go to the football team here. I want to go to the football team. Yeah, I'm back in Washington. Yeah, I'm on board with Washington. They've, they've We're on the bandwagon here. They, they knocked off the 11-0 Steelers. Watch them go out and lose this game by yeah. four points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eagles Saints. The is on the bandwagon. Saints, Eagle Saints. Saints by a bit. Jalen Hurts it's probably going to start. Gonna start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, confirmed. He's going to start. Um, he actually didn't look too bad in his starts. The couple of drives he did towards yeah, the end of the game yeah. against the Packers, I think it was, last week. It was against Packers. Anyone catch that Aaron Rodgers talking to Carson Wentz <laughs> meme? No, Benny? I haven't. Uh, it was something like, uh, your your career came in Wentz. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think I have heard this. And then he follows it up like, it hurts, doesn't it? It yeah. hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Aaron Rodgers, the forever troll, I wouldn't put it past him to have an actually uh, have actually been quoted saying that. So, um, it, look, that's a dad joke. And if Aaron Rodgers was my dad, I'd fucking wake up every morning and thank Allah and, <laughs> and God and Jesus. My dad is the man. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's come to Christmas. Little baby Jesus, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, and shout Jesus. out to our Jews out there. Uh, oh, happy yeah, Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, so Saints, <laughs> Saints should win this easy. You'd think so. 
Uh, game of the round, perhaps. Well, the other one next to it as well could be a pretty good game too. So, mm. Bill Steelers, of course, uh, as the late game tomorrow. Um, Anyone want a bold prediction? I'm going to go. I'm going to give it to you anyway. I'm going to go Bills. Buffalo. Yeah. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills here. Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill. It's not that bold if everyone says it, but the Steelers look really ordinary last week. I think I really like what Josh Allen's doing with that offense. Yeah. Watch out for man, Cole Beasley. Um, this should be a really good matchup. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill. Maybe not touch the line in that one either. I'd stay away from it. Uh, Browns, Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens in this. That's my Ooh. sneaky pick. Okay, okay, I'm going Browns. And here's why. The Browns offense is going nuts right now. Maybe that's because they're versing trashy teams. Yeah. But the Ravens defense has also been absolute crap. So Browns, um, come on, uh, Baker Mayfield. Let's put your money where your mouth is. Hang on, hang on. Let me try this. <coughs> I got the power. <laughs> I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. Browns. Cleveland Browns, they're 9-3. The Ravens, they're, what, 7-5. and five. This is massive game. Massive game. Can't wait to watch it. Baker, show us what you got, brother. It's a bit of hope in Cleveland. Yes. You smell it? Finally. You smell it, yes. Finally. Yeah, I call it the kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get pumped by about 30 because of you two boys. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bit of F1? Uh, well, we'll finish up. That'll finish up our NFL chat and we'll have a quick look at the NBA and then, we'll, of course, we'll talk about F1. Quick bowl prediction. Super Bowl. Packers. Saints. Make it happen. Breeze and Rogers. I want that. That's a NFC championship game. Yeah, if they can't play in the Super Bowl against each other. No. That's rigged. Don't know if you've heard. I like, as an NFC championship game, I really like that. Yeah. Obviously, to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, no, 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 no. It doesn't happen like that. You just count the legal wins and <laughs> the Packers will play the Saints in the Super Bowl. What was the first ever Super Bowl? Could someone get that up? Uh, Packers versus Colts, maybe? No. I feel like... Browns. No. I feel like I've got this one. I feel like it was Packers and Chiefs. He's hit the nail on the head. January 15th, 1967, the Green Bay Packers smashed the Chiefs. Yep. I don't know about the smashing, but... Uh, 35 to 10. Yeah, 53 good. years down the track, I think we might be having a repeat of Super Bowl Uno. Could be Could there. Could very well Could be. be there. That's my pick, Packers and Chiefs. All right, let's hit up some NBA. So the story we're kind of be following, then the rumour that's... I think it's still very much a rumour. I don't think anything's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Harden, of course, is still on the move. Uh, well, looking to be on the move. He's, Speculative. He wants to go to a contender or a team that could contend. Uh, so, of course, on that list was Philly. Uh, so the Sixers doing Sixers. some good stuff. Yeah, of course, they're, they're very much in this offseason tried to add some shooting power to support Abid and um, Simmons on that team. And Jessica Westbrook. Yeah, and yes. <laughs> if, if, this is their, if, if this is their starting five... Westbrook, Harden, Simmons, Norman plays point. Maybe you play him as a small forward. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid would play the centre. Like, that's a, that's a championship winning team. I'd love that. That'd be great to watch. They'd all have the worst statistical season of their career, but it'd be amazing to watch. Sure, Westbrook's gone there. He looks like he's gone to the Wizards. Uh, apologies. Oh. I'm getting you fired up for nothing. I, I was like, I'm... 
I drank the Kool Aid. I was there. He was. I he was, was there. there with Houston, and then of course left. Um, he's definitely going to the Wizards. Yeah, he's going to the Wizards. Um, but hey, the- hey, hey, you ready? That's the tires getting deflated. Because yeah. <laughs> um, John Wall, I think, ended up with Houston. Correct. Yeah. Um, so there's talk that if to make this deal happen, they can't just get Harden to come across. Um, Houston very much want a cornerstone young player that they could build around. Mm. And when you define that, who do the Philly have that kind of fits that bill? No, it has to be Simmons. I don't. I, I don't think there's any way in hell they trade Simmons. No, I don't. I think that's kind of what they've said. Like Harden wants to come here, great. You know, he was MVP what two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, they're like Simmons is our guy. We're going to stick by him. Sending Simmons to Houston, pairing him with John Wall. Yeah, that's not too bad either. Mm. Um, but I think with what the Sixers tried to do in this offseason, they're trying to build around him. Mm. So I don't think that's going to be likely. Um, I can't remember where else Harden wanted to go because I don't think the Nets were I a possibility. Yeah, some chat around the Brooklyn Nets. Bucks, I think, were another one possibly with the Greek. Greek. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but... I'm not sure there's many suitors floating around, which is unfortunate for James considering he's shit. You could probably make an argument for he's the third best player in the league. Who you got ahead of him? Um, Curry and LeBron maybe. Mm-hmm. And you could say LeBron's getting old, so maybe he's two. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> for, for, for premier shooters, it's him and Curry. Like, yeah, he's very good. Mm-hmm. He's very Curry's good. injuries, though, I don't know if I'd have him in my top two. That's a story yeah. for another day. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, one of the premier players, MVP on a couple of years ago, I still got it, still putting up big numbers, uh, would be the face of your franchise if you got him. Indeed. Big Paul George, the other news from the NBA this week, he signs a max deal, $190 million for five. <laughs> he also Eat had... a man. Also had 35 owing, I believe. Yeah, uh, USD, of course. From the Los Angeles Clippers, so he's due for about $225 million USDs, if you don't mind. Yeah, and that's great for him. Another one of those guys that got out of Houston, so was there with Harden, so Houston's kind of, I don't want to say blow it up, but they're moving some of the, the, the stars didn't work. They had them all there, Paul George, Russell um, Westbrook, and Harden, it just didn't work out. So it haven't been the same since Yeoming. Yeah, <laughs> that was a while ago, baby. A long time. <laughs> Right, yeah. oh, well, you want to run us through some F1 news? I'm going to go do. drain the main veiner. Yeah. Um, Pappas, did you end up seeing this race from last week? Uh, just the highlights on this one. Um, what is uh, slightly concerning is the uh, number of uh, crazy crashes that are happening with uh, flames involved. <laughs> yes. Not a big fan of some fire on my cars. Yeah. Uh, unless yeah. it's coming out of the exhaust. Uh, don't mix very well. Yeah. And I... Uh, so the notes are... Well, I'll, I'll run through it. So Bottas was pole, Russell was second, and our boy Rick were, Ricardo was seventh. Mm. Um, on the first lap, Verstappen and Leclerc both uh, – well, um, it's – who comes through? I think it might have – was it Stroll? Uh, so, no. Oh, fuck. I, I fucked this. Uh, I think, no, it was Leclerc. Leclerc comes through early, hits Perez, which causes Perez to spin – uh, Verstappen tries to avoid, um, but then gets caught in the gravel and goes straight into the wall. Mm-hmm. So Verstappen and Leclerc are both out of the race. Um, of course, Perez spins. Um, then he, they take an early pit stop to change his tyres because I think he probably had a little bit of damage. Yeah. Um, so he's now last after that lap. So following Perez, uh, he was then 10th by lap 20. Uh, 
during that first kind of pit stop uh, period, Ricardo stayed out for the first pit um, and missed out on the undercut that came. Uh, so he actually lost a spot to Kvyat. I think that was around a very short virtual safety car as well. Yeah. Um, the call was very late for Ricardo as well. So he'd actually already passed the, the pit entry, so he couldn't have come in. So they're a bit late on that. Um, by lap 40, Perez had made it up to third, but then, he, of course, he has to pit and goes back to ninth, and he's behind his uh, partner, Lance Stroll, who's Stroll, in eighth. Yeah. Um, and that was around lap 50. Uh, so then there's a small virtual safety car and then racing point take full adventures to that. They change up. They actually, they stayed out and everyone went in. Uh, so Perez comes up to third and on the 50th lap. Very clever on that aspect because they just had a pit. It's like, okay, look, yeah, we're, we're, the race managers did a good job. They're like, yeah. we could take advantage yeah. of this. So everyone else pits. Um, well, some stay out. So Mercedes, of course, stayed out for that. Uh, then there's another virtual safety car on the 63rd lap. There's 87 laps in total in this race. Uh, so Mercedes tried to double stack, but they completely fuck it up. Uh, so I think Russell, he got the same uh, medium. He got a full set of medium tires, but half of them were his tires and half of them were Bottas's tires, which you're not allowed to do. So they he got the penalty. Uh, yeah. So a few of the mechanics, I think, saw and they saw, um, you know, Bottas' name written on the tires. Like, hey, this is. So they had to. He got it done and he went out and left. So then they're trying to do Bottas's tires, but they've mixed set. So they take Bottas's tires off put his old ones back on so Bottas goes back out he's in fourth by this point and Russell's in fifth and throughout this so Perez is now first uh so of course Russell has to then repeat gets real fresh set of tires and is absolutely smashing it through the field he makes it up into second but then gets a puncture and has to pit again um so he goes back out on 15th uh from that so the final result Perez ends up first so he was last after the first lap and then made it all the way back to first and wins the race for his first podium in F1. Ocon finishes his second. And I think that might have been his first podium as well. Lance Stroll, he, racing points. So racing point finished one and three and are very much in the hunt for third place in the champ, um, in the construction championship. Uh, Bottas and Russell finished eighth and ninth. So Russell managed to catch all the way up and was behind his teammate Bottas. Bottas was fourth and then fell back as everyone took him over because he was on hard tyres that had done like 50 laps. Um, so, again... Oh, you got to feel for him. Like, he, he probably could have finished somewhere close to the podium if they hadn't have screwed up their pits. Yeah. But uh, this is where it comes down to, like, the, the driver's skill. These are all incredible drivers. Mm. Uh, but the race managers and the, the people behind the scenes really had such a play in the overall rankings at the end of this race. Like, yeah. If, if uh, if Mercedes hadn't screwed things up, they're closer to a podium finish, maybe even up there because they get out of some of the conditions. They, if, if they go smoothly in their pit stop, they're one and two. Yeah. Like Russell pro- wins the, G, the Grand Prix. Racing point, like very, very clever uh, management of the race. Yeah. Um, great, great uh, strategy going and taking advantage of all of the little mishaps. Yeah. Along and the like way. Perez's car taking a, a significant bump from Leclerc on the first lap to then finish the whole race uh, was impressive, of course, to their, their, their building. So the story that came out of this, of course, was, uh, well, one, Russell gets his first points in F1. Uh, he's, he, and there's talk about whether he will take Bottas's spot because um, mm. – uh, Hamilton and Bottas both not under contract for next season, so Mercedes still decide what they're doing. Uh, Russell is a Mercedes driver, but loaned out to Williams to so he can get some time. Very young. Bottas, I think, is 31 or 32. Uh, 
Russell, of course, 22. 20, yeah. um, so following this race, you know, it's fueled all the rumours, like, hey, Russell did really well in Hamilton's car. It's, he'd probably do really well in Bottas's car next year. Um, it's kind of fueled the rumours that maybe Russell will take this spot away from Bottas. And it, as a kind of a reaction, Bottas has cleaned out all the mentions of Mercedes and that from all his socials. Um, so there might be some stuff going on in the background that uh, Bottas is going to lose his seat. And there's not many seats left elsewhere uh, for Formula One drivers. So, yeah, good miss. But it's too good not to not to find a team. Well, like Perez, for example, who won this race, uh, doesn't have a seat for next year either. Yeah. So And, you know, he's the first Mexican to win a GP in 50 years as well. Um, but, you know, there's only 20 seats and there's a lot of really good talent and a lot of young talent coming through. It's hard to maintain it. Unless you're a Fernando Alonso who you can take a couple of years off and then so walk straight back isn't up. he? <laughs> but that she just took long service leave. He's like, yeah. guys, jokes. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back at his former, um, um, they're not a club. Brand, not brand. What do, what do you call them? Team, team. Yeah, team. team. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, brain fart over here. Yeah. Uh, so back at the team, he won the world championship with, and that, and being in Renault. So final bit. F1 news is a race uh, on this evening mm-hmm. in Abu Dhabi. Um, I'm actually brilliant not, track in Abu Dhabi. Yes, brilliant lovely track. track. Uh, looks like Verstappen is one, uh, Bottas is a two, Hamilton is going to be a third. Uh, Lando Norris is up there. Where's our boy Danny Ricardo? He's down on eleventh, having a bit of a rough Renault, having a bit of a rough go of it of late. After they what, not not last week, but the week before, not the week before, but the week before that, I think they were third and fifth or something, and and Racing Point didn't score any points in that race. Um, so yeah, there's a big battle going on for the third position in the constructors and championship, um, behind, behind, of course, Mercedes and Red Bull. And I think it's for each position, it's like $10 million difference from where you when you finish for your, I don't know whether, whether it's money they give you or it's money for next year, but that's the talk. Dang. Yeah. yeah so no, that, no one's feeling sorry for their bank accounts. <laughs> no. $10 million for, you know, $300 million teams. So. Um, so that wraps up the F1 news. Uh, there's a little bit of news in the in the UFC and boxing world. We might start with the boxing chat. Um, yes. It's been, it's, it's been fun this week. Yeah, it's been officially made that Logan Paul will <laughs> fight Floyd Mayweather in is an this, exhibition is, match. Is this an insult to boxing or is it going to be incredibly interesting viewing? Uh, Mayweather's just going to smoke him. He's going to so. smash his face in. It doesn't matter that uh, Logan is, what, six inches tall and about 30 kilos. Um, the talent I'm, is so I'm different. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. No. Ma- McGregor was two inches taller and about 15 kilos heavier than Mayweather Logan's was. a lot bigger than he is. Yeah, but McGregor's a lot more talented than, than Logan is. Correct. And Mayweather still smoked him, so... This is, this is not even in the realm of possibility. So I've answered, it's just entertaining. I've, I've answered my own question, haven't I? Yes. We're talking about it, so it's entertaining. Yeah. 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 Uh, you'll tune in. Oh, yeah. You want to see Logan get smashed? Logan Paul is a knob. I'd love to see his face get smashed in. Yeah. I think Floyd's a knob. I'd love to see his face get smashed in. Oh, <laughs> true. That will never happen, though. <laughs> maybe maybe Floyd takes a dive in this. Like, he, Logan's 100 Dollar underdog is going to oh, put a million dollars on that. Oh, come <laughs> and on. And then I'll take you a dive in the second. You can't take the integrity <laughs> of the sport into disrepute. Dis- dis- His nickname's Money, so. Yeah. Anyway. 
Well, he smoked that Japanese fighter that he had an exhibition with that was a uh, a guy that also had professional fighting experience. He can throw him. Logan Paul can throw him. Yeah. I don't think he's getting anywhere near Floyd, though. Have they got a date? Uh, next year sometime. And I think there's – next year there's also – I'm not sure if it's been signed, but um, Jake Paul versus the KSI fight is going to happen. Well, you see what he he did to Nate Robinson. Yeah. I think KSI, of course, beat Logan Paul. So, um, I think this would be interesting. Yes. Interesting is the right word. Uh, uh, that's uh, strange. You said fast. Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It'll be over fast, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> Will it be an exhibition of elite boxing skills? Probably not. I think one round of Floyd Mayweather um, just teasing him and then early second round ca- knockout. Yeah. Um, so the other... Kind of news in the boxing, well, in the martial arts world, is the UFC is actually cutting guys at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ural Romero, who's actually lost four of his last five, I believe, and he's 44 years old. Is he 44? Yeah, old. As no, old as balls. No, it doesn't look good at all. That Cuban genes. Mm. Um, but was like third, I think, in the division. So, top five, definitely in the middleweight division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've let him go. Uh Maybe a reflection of his dismal fight against Israel. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, I believe, from the contender series in the UFC, they've brought in uh, almost roughly 50 guys, mm-hmm. guys and girls. So they're probably looking to cut the equivalent. And the UFC's got a bit fat of late. So they're looking to cut a bit of weight. So mm-hmm. uh, Romero is probably one of the biggest ones. Um, I've forgotten her last name, Rachel. The UFC, one of the chicks one of the, the hotter ufc chicks you can't <laughs> say that uh she got cut as well well she had a bigger following than her um uh than her record uh probably alluded to so she, you're saying she's a shit hot mma fighter is that what you're saying or are you saying yeah. she's sexually attractive let's go with both of those <laughs> um so, but yeah, un, well, another, what I'm getting at, another name, another name that mainstream knows about. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC fighter that, of course, got cut. Um, you're well getting cuts massive. Like, he is a legitimate, scary person. Yeah. So, I think there's talk, especially leading up to Christmas, there could be a lot of more guys looking for new jobs elsewhere, mm-hmm. which, you know, great for Bellator. They can pick up some. High quality talent yeah, and then post it straight in there, but who really gives a fuck about Bellator? Yeah, there is that problem, of course. What uh, about a little bit of soccer? Yeah, so moving on to the EPL, I think they if have they finished the Champions League? I know there was a big round of Champions so League yeah, stuff. So the group stage is done. Done. Yeah. Do you want to tackle that first? Because I think Man got knocked out, didn't they? United. Ah, uh, yeah, United. Ooh, I don't know about that. United. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. I they're thought gone. that was the okay. case. There was PSG and Lipstick goes through there. Um, so, obviously, the last round of the group stages concluded in the Champions League. Uh, probably the most interesting game out of this, Juventus smoked Barcelona at home. Three zip. Was Messi playing for him, though? I think Messi played. And Ronaldo really got uh, the better of that. Uh, it should be an interesting uh, round of 16. Pretty much the usual suspects. I suppose the Smokies are Atalanta and uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Hopefully I said that right to all the German listeners here. On yeah, the German SQ. clubs have been good. Yeah, they have been. They have been. 
do I see anyone outside of Juventus, Real, Barca, Bayern Munich winning this? Probably not, but will be interesting viewing. So if you take a quick look at the EPL and following uh, Manchester City, uh, Manchester teams, mm-hmm. uh, United's actually taken over City and they're both, I think City's come back one from where we said last time yeah. and Man's come up three. Yeah. So they're now eight and nine. So United eight Played out a nil or draw last nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the most entertaining of games. Tell you what, them Spurs, they're looking pretty good. Uh, I think Son has got... 11, 12 goals. Yeah. He's really going well. He's always been great for them for a while. Looking at that table, I think Tottenham can win it. I think Liverpool can win it. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea can win it. City being good. Mm, I think it's three-horse race. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't think West Ham. Oh, God, good. no. No. Southampton, Everton, you know, I'd forget about it. Yeah. One of, one of these two may sneak up, but I doubt it. Yeah, but I wanted to mention this though. I think it's I think it's Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea. What do you think of this? Yeah, Arsenal, they stink. Behind, behind Leeds have only just come up. Yeah, like they've been really bad. Um, obviously, it's still early. Like it's not even a third of the way through the no. season. You think that they would claw their way back up, but yeah, they're not playing European football this year. And Sheffield United is having one of the worst seasons ever. Yes, and that continues. Mm-hmm. So, quick, quick look at match day, which I think is tomorrow. Uh, so there's half of it. So half of the game's been played already. Mm. Uh, Leeds went down to West Ham. Villa got the win against the Wolves. Yep. Newcastle United done WBA. The Manchester Derby ended up in a thrilling nil all draw, and Everton got the bickies against Chelsea one nil. Yeah, the rest of them happened overnight here. Southampton have Sheffield. You'd think the way Sheffield's been playing, they've got that. Yep. Palace have the Spurs. Spurs. You'd think the Spurs. Fulham, Liverpool. You'd think the pool. But I do know uh, Fulham did upset City a week or two ago, so I don't think they can upset. Two of the top four teams uh, a couple of weeks in a row. Be but very you never to know. at the Craven Cottage. But you think Liverpool win that and you think City beat Brighton. And then Arsenal's got Burnley. Oh, they should beat them. They should. <laughs> but the way they've been playing. Come on, you Burnley. And I, just about do us. Won't yeah. It? And I think that'll wrap up uh, EPL chat. And I think that'll do it for this week and on the Esky. Uh, where, of course, we talked about the cricket. More cricket to come up. The Test Series starts on Thursday. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, which will continue our summer of cricket. There's, of course, Big Bash games happening as well, and we will report back on those. Uh, there's a little bit of news in the NRL. Um, AFL draft, of course, and I think AFL might go a bit quiet now as we get into the Christmas period. You think so? Yes. Uh, no more rugby as well. Rugby is done. All the international rugby is done for the year and probably for the foreseeable future. Thank God. Yeah, and of course we will follow the NFL, probably the only major sport that plays a lot over Christmas. N- NBA should be picking up, I believe. Yeah, they guess s- they start their season very this week. Yeah, weekend. normally normally they'd be fucking six weeks in, yeah. but yeah, yeah I yeah. think I think they. I think the first game is this weekend. I think they're picking up. Yeah. yeah, so we'll have a little bit to discuss there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very early on in the NBA year, but 
will be nice to yeah. watch a little bit of Considering their season finished two months ago, so mm. <laughs> well, even less than that, maybe six weeks. Big turnaround. And the soccer will continue, mm-hmm. so a lot of NFL, a lot of soccer, a lot of cricket. Yeah. UFC 256 on... Sunday week. Sunday our, week, our yes. Time. Yeah, last big card, I think, before the New Year's card. Um, the featherweight championship belt on for that. But, yes. Always plenty to discuss. Definitely. Heaps of sport. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Pappas is still awake, so he's still here. I'm amazed. Yes. I'm amazed. <laughs> who, made it who put money on me staying awake? <laughs> hey, put the house on it. Hey, for the boys. Yeah, for the boys. Thank you, boys. We'll we see you next week. Talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.